have you seen <laughs> this is so bad have you seen the fake Penn State logo that says State Penn, and instead of the lion head, it's a shower head? That's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. Some awful. people are just amazing. It's awful, and by awful, I mean hilarious and amazing, and I want to make sure that's a, a, a part of everything that, that I do now on Photoshop, because it's, it's hysterical. Hysterical. All right. It's tough getting all this stuff set up every time. Uh, but decent day of work. Didn't blow anything up. Everything's everything's kosher. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. It better be. <sighs> but nothing but good things doesn't really produce any funny stories about hospital visits and and other such foolishness. Um, let me think. <coughs> Anything particular? Oh, this woman that I'd rather just choke to death. <clears throat> so she has these 50 by 60 inch um, microfiber filling stuff. You know, the really soft, really dense material that holds a lot of water. Right. You know, there was something going on with her user interface. Time was skipping with, you know, it wasn't communicating with a computer, right? So I went ahead and replaced that. Um but anything you could think of, even the new dial, oh, this thing feels like it's sticking, blah, 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 blah. It's brand new. You know what I mean? She's just annoying. Just trying to wring every last bit of it that I she can. I wanted to wring every last bit of her neck. Well, that would be fun. Um, but I replaced it. I stayed with it for one hour to make sure it was working perfectly fine. It went through the complete wash. Everything was good. Right. She has anything to say. She's lying. Well, that's typical. I get in trouble for staying at people's house to make sure what I fixed is fixed. I don't leave. How is that a problem? Why is that a problem? Because they want you to go place to place as fast as you can. Oh, and and then they complain if what you did doesn't work. Wasn't good enough. Yeah, they just. I'm looking right at the shower head. It's awesome. <laughs> I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And I know we've got Penn State listeners, and they probably wouldn't find it very funny. I'm sorry, I find it funny. They're they're great this year, though. <clears throat> um, it's not funny. What happened? What happened was terrible. But if you're going to cover it up the way that they covered it up, and let's not act like they didn't cover it up, then I get to make fun of it. That's the rule. That's just horrible. I mean, you know. Well, of course it's horrible, but it's not. <sighs> Penn State's just not the place you think kids are getting raped. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel. It's, I don't, you know. It's, well, you wouldn't think so, but, you know, that place was, if it happened for like three years, that's one thing. But it went on for decades, and now we we find out Paterno knew about it mm -hmm. and covered it up. It killed Paterno, though. I think it killed him. Uh, getting fired killed Paterno. Yeah, well, because he, he did, lost his purpose, he and get he was fired. Done. Oh, he got he <laughs> he got fired. He, he got they catapulted him out of there. They gave him an option, option to resign or retire or expire. He retired. He, did, he retired but, and then expired. Well, that happens whenever you cover up the permanent retirement, the <laughs> molestation of kids over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, that's not going to go over if well. You know something? If you know something like that. <laughs> is this the equivalent oh. of if you see something, say something? It's worse. I mean, I don't understand how he didn't try to kill that dude automatically. How, how do you not at least, I don't know, fire him? 
He's a piece. Get out. Don't do that on my watch. But we're winning. Oh, but he's such a great defensive coordinator. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Couldn't have been that good. I wouldn't think. But hey, what do I know? I'm not the athletic director or the head coach of a multi-billion dollar industry. That's true. So what do, what do I know? That's stupid. Nothing will get in the way of success quite like ethics. Actually, that's true. Because most success that you see in a, in a big platform like that comes from a lot of dirty deals. It's never the, the cream doesn't rise in that situation. So you're saying that it's dirty deeds done dirt cheap? Always. Is no, not dirt cheap because it those guys be. get paid. It can be dirt cheap. Yeah, if you just have people who want to hurt people. It can for be fun. dirt cheap. Well, that's just another reason to not like Penn State. It just yes, depends I know, how much money you have. I know we have listeners that like Penn State. And I know we got listeners who are going to defend Slocum Joe. Slocum likes Penn State. Slocum likes Penn State. Dave likes Penn State. Dave. And, oh, that. Dave. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sorry. I, I find absolutely no reason to defend anything that that Joe Paterno did. Well, he he didn't do anything. He didn't know. Well, we know for a fact that he knew now. Yeah. And I, I look, the man loved Penn State. He loved that university. It was in his blood. And I know that that in that time frame it was probably along the lines of, well, if, how if I bring this know? out, if I bring this out, look at how bad it's going to be. Well, who cares how bad it looks? What about the kids, man? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's these things have been going on since the beginning of time. Oh, absolutely they have. I mean, it is now, what, in the past 40, 50 years, how how much more taboo it is. You know what I mean? Even the mi- people having mistresses. and I mean, none of this stuff. Right. Was, no, no dirty laundry was ever aired. You know, everybody kept it to themselves. Well, it's just like the crime thing and the visibility factor and how we we it's it's always been going on, but now we know more about it. And that may be true, but it's kids, man. There was a joke that I heard. It was uh, they're lucky they didn't end the football program for this. Yeah, maybe. But you know, if they didn't end the football program at Baylor for all that, if they didn't end the football program at UNC for all this stuff, and it just came out, UNC is getting no penalties for all the stuff they did. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing is happening to them. Nothing is happening to them. Wolfpack. I hate them too. One of the worst experiences I've ever had at a college football game happened at North Carolina State. What did uh, UNC do? What, what happened there? Um, they had a bunch of fake classes for all of their football players and all of their athletes. There was a guy. I just that said, assume that for every college. I'm sorry. There was a guy that said he went to school there for four years and never took a class. I, I think most and most Division One athletes that are at a level. I don't think they any of them go to class. It has reached a point now where you can't do that. Um, and I know firsthand knowledge about some of these programs and how it works. But a lot of, like, the upper-scale elites, and I'm talking top 10, 15 perennial programs. Mm-hmm. I remember Ohio State had a linebacker. This is 20 years ago. 19, what was his name? Andy Katzenmoyer. Katzenmoyer. I remember him, yeah. Okay. He's in the 90s. He was he was supposed to be number one draft pick coming out, uh, going into the 98 season. Yeah. So he goes into 98. They're supposed to open up at West Virginia. They were number one. West Virginia was five in some polls, eight or nine in most of the others. Mm-hmm. So they get ready to start that season. Did they get nailed for like roids and stuff too, or something? Maybe eventually, but this was this was an academic thing, and he wasn't going to be be eligible. So he has to get eligible over the summer. I can't remember all three classes he took, but two of them were golf and AIDS awareness. <laughs> If if it's 1998 and you're not aware Did of AIDS, Tiger Woods 
teach that class? No, this was this was well before Tiger, for sure. Ninety eight. I don't know. He's been around longer than we think. He's been around a while, but I don't think that part of Tiger's um I don't know how to say this, activities were really not well known. He was still that the bucktooth kid in the red shirt that Dave Chappelle was making fun of saying for shizzle. We thought <laughs> we thought that's who he was, but yeah. really he was just banging a bunch of chicks. You know you know who he was and is and will be? A very rich whore. Yeah, that's cool. Well, he's not a whore because he's not the one getting paid. He's it, a isn't slut. that what we want? If Tiger. I had the choice to be uh, a professional athlete at that level getting paid like that and just whatever you decide you want to do that day, that's kind of cool. So is that what we've learned today, that Tiger Woods is a slut? Yeah, Tiger Woods is a cool slut, though. I like him. But but Tiger Woods is a slut. But if I had that much money, I wouldn't look as disheveled as he does because he looks like shit. Well, he's been through the ringer a lot, okay? And he's exhausted and... Well, probably dehydrated. Dehydrated. Next intro I want to do... That's as good a place to start as any. Confusion. I was listening to it the other day. It makes a lot of sense. It's as good a place to start as any. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the first time we've used the word slut on the podcast. Slut. I don't I don't use the word slut a lot. No, it doesn't get thrown out a lot. No. That's a I just go straight to whore. <laughs> They are two different things. Try to Steve. spell it wrong too, like H O A R or something like that. You're a whore. It don't make any sense. I didn't mean it the way you think I meant it. I called you a whore. It's such a, it's a word with such variety. Yeah, you can. I used to call my brother. He'd eat all the potato chips out of the bag. I'm like, you're a potato chip whore. You know. That's a good a start as any. Oh, my Lord. It's a good sign, I think. It's episode seven of Apex Live. I'm Brad. That's Steve. And we are already off to a a rousing start. Steve, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great tonight. How are you doing? I am... I'm feeling good. It was a fun weekend. It's it's amazing. It's been nine days since we recorded last, and when we did again, ep- when we did episode six, yeah, it was last Are you Tuesday. Serious? It was last Tuesday, and I've been I've been anxious to get back to it. It's, I've been anxious to get home from work. And uh, well, that is, you're in a perpetual state of being anxious to get home from work. But I've been looking forward to getting back to it. That's knew, right. I knew it would That's be right. fun. And I've already reached that stage, and we're only seven episodes in. But I've already reached that stage where things happen, and I think, well, I got to bring this up. I got to talk about this on the show. Oh, and that's and that, but that's fun. That's a good thing. You want to have a good time with it, and I hope you're doing the same thing. So we're just oh gonna, yeah, we're going to have a good time with it. Um, a lot has happened in the last nine days. Uh, thankfully, I haven't had to do any more public speaking. Nothing like that's been going on. Mm-hmm. So nothing too too scary. No more brake line issues. The car is fixed. No more barreling down my hill, out of control and afraid. Um, we are we're back into it with another top five list tonight. We're going to discuss our top five '90s one hit wonder songs, and that is right up our alley. I know Steve is still kind of uh, still honing the list and trying to figure out where to go because I think you've got a list that's the top five one hit wonder songs you like and the top five that you don't. Some of them on the uh, fence about. I didn't even bring up the name of Ace of Base or anything like that. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> well, that's on your torture because list, isn't it? Because technically, they didn't have 
one hit. They had multiple, but I'm yeah, they had multiple to hits. not to understand any of them. Well, well, Ace of Base, that'll be on your list that Dave said he wanted to do, which was the top five song, worst songs to get tortured by. Oh, God. So I think Ace of Base would... I've already fixed that list, by the way. We're not doing that tonight, but I, I'm going to do that here soon. No, that's um, horrible. That's almost as bad as what... Uh, what's that two guys that sang together? Uh, I can't remember what the heck their name Two was. guys that sang together. What the hell? What a horrible band name. Yeah, it's pretty much, <laughs> it's like Hall and Oates, like Siegfried and Wall or something like that. Okay, know. those are the Tiger people in Vegas. But it's pretty much Hall and Oates. It's like two two Halls. I li- no, I liked Hall and Oates. It's t- no, it's Daryl. Which one's the blonde one? Is that Hall? Oh. Daryl Hall or? I can't remember. I think that was Oates. Yeah, two Oates. I don't remember. Oates came out as not being so okay. straight. Okay, so who do you hate? Who are these two guys that sing that you don't like? Oh, are these 90s people? Truly, Madly, Deeply is one of the Savage songs. Garden? They suck. Oh, you hate Savage Garden. I hate them. Yeah. Savage Garden? What does yeah. that mean? He uh, he did come out um, of that closet that Tom Cruise is still in, according to South Park. <laughs> um, All right. A little bit of business to take care of. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can do so. We are exclusive to SoundCloud right now for our streaming purposes, but uh, hopefully here next month or so, you'll be able to find us on iTunes and Stitcher. We're working out the RSS feed and some other hosting for some things, so keep an eye on that. Uh, if you want to reach us via email, you can do so. ApexLivePodcast at gmail.com. Send us email. Send us audio commentary. We have that. We have some audio commentary commentary from our Georgia correspondent, Ashley, coming up tonight. That should be very interesting, because I don't know what she's going to rant about, but I know it's going to be entertaining, so listen for that here coming up. <laughs> uh, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Apex Live Podcast, and should have possibly Snapchat, but definitely Patreon coming here soon if you're looking for a way to support the show. Um, just some updates on what's going on with me. This weekend was a whole lot of fun. Got to go back to Morgantown. Had number 24 Texas Tech in town, and for the first half, and then the first seven minutes of the third quarter, it was absolutely dreadful. We couldn't get out of our own way. Thankfully, their kicker couldn't make a kick to save his life, mm-hmm. and then something happened. And we're down 35-17, and we, we start to get a little bit of momentum going again. Go down and score, make it 35-24. And I, I get a little tired of some of the promotions that they do at sporting events now because everything's on the score. That you're either recognizing somebody, you know, you've just scored or you've just had a big defensive stop, and then hang on a second, we need to recognize whoever this is down here, and we got to kill the momentum of the crowd. So one of the promotions they do in Morgantown, they do it a lot of places, is the Geico Dance Cam. Well, they time this perfectly because they show this guy in the stands, in the student section, during this timeout. And you want to talk about bringing life into that stadium for absolutely the most bizarre reason possible. It's a guy who is probably 340 pounds, big black dude, and they're playing. I can't remember what song they're playing, but if you, if you look for WVU football on Facebook, they've posted the video of this and the crowd reaction. He starts dancing. He's doing the robot He's doing Madonna's Vogue. I mean, it's a little of everything at <laughs> one point. Cool. And uh, the crowd's going nuts. So they leave him on there for a while. They take the, the camera off of him. The crowd boos. So they bring it back. That's right. We, we make a stop, go down, score, mm-hmm. go for two, get it. We've come from 35-17 down. He's a WV fan, right? He is. He's in the student section. Have you seen him before? No. Don't know who this guy is. Should he be a lineman? Probably not. Oh. So, he's a big dude. 400 pounds, you said? 
Yeah, but not big in the football strength kind of way. Big, oh, big so he's like 5'7". He's big in the dominate Golden Corral kind oh. of way. But he's he's awesome. And he was he was getting into it and buying into what was going on. And it was really funny. So we score, make it 35-30, go for two, get it 35-32. They go back to the video board. And now, now it's not even dance cam time. They're just playing music. They go and find him again. And put him on the board. And now he's into it again. It's getting even worse. Crowd's going berserk. We start storming back. Fourth quarter, it was as loud in that stadium. And a bunch of people left. Half the student section left. I would say... Oh, because they weren't winning. I would say at halftime, 10, 12,000 people left. Most of them students, but a bunch of other people left. You know me. I'm not leaving. That's a shit, though. I'm not, why, I, why are you going to go... It pisses me off. I mean, that's just what's wrong with America today. The the, the Quitters. The freaking... Quitters. Uh, here's everybody a trophy. Well, I'm not. I'm not leaving, no matter what. How what kind of a fan are you? Stay there. You you're paid not. money, or you didn't pay money, or whatever. Somebody gave you tickets. You're there in an event. You never know when you're going to die. Watch your live event and enjoy it. I know, know how much money, first of all, that these tickets cost for that game yeah. on, the, on the secondary market because I sold an extra one. Mm-hmm. Number two, and this is really rather important if you're going to be a fan i have sat there and watched some remarkable comebacks do you want to have the one with the story that you left or do you want to have the story that you stayed like i mean those twelve thousand people feel like idiots and they're the same ones who left in 2005 when we came back from down 24 7 with nine minutes left and beat louisville in triple overtime it's the same people who left that night it's the same ones who left last year against kansas state but we started coming back and the crowds into it and and i'd say maybe ten thousand left twelve thousand it was as deafening loud as it's ever been in there Good, because those are the people that came to watch a game. And it worked, and it was charged. It was vintage Mountaineer Field. Came back, took the lead, stopped them, got an insurance touchdown, mm-hmm. went from 35-17 down to a 46-35 win. It was an absolute blast. It was so Good much memory, fun. You know? It's awesome. and it lasts, Emotional. Well, last, and, and it is emotional, especially yeah. for it's somebody awesome. like me. And yeah. I am... Um, before the game, last episode, I talked about being the best man at my friend Steve's wedding. Yeah. Well... Uh, his wife, Sonia's brother, came to a few games last year. His name's Seth. And he hadn't been to a game. Steve has managed to hurt himself doing a podcast. I've never seen it. Cramps. Okay. A hand, twist and wrenches. A, a hand cramp? I'll leave that joke on the table. <laughs> Left so, hand stranger. Under, <laughs> strange, and not stranger danger either. Stranger. So um, <laughs> Seth had been to a few games last year, and I met him at a couple of games while he was there. And he hadn't been to a game this year, and I talked to him at the wedding. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm really wanting to get back to a game. So I said, just we got one next week at home. Come to that game. Sure enough, I go over to their tailgate to see him. He came to the game. I said, well, you realize what this means. If we win against a ranked team, now you got to come to the rest now of the game. Now you got to come to the rest of the game. And sure enough, not only do we win, we have an all-time classic that will be talked about for 15 years. So now... ESPN Classics. So now, Seth, you've got to be yep. at every game from now on when we play a big ranked team because you've mm-hmm. got to be there when we come... Either Hopefully, we don't have to come back from behind from every game. Hopefully, we can just win comfortably every now and again. So we play Oklahoma State. We play Baylor this weekend. Mm -hmm. And what do we know about Baylor? That the alphabet has more W's than they do (laughs) this year. That's true. So we need to take care of Baylor and then we've got top 10 Oklahoma State coming to town next week. Mm -hmm. And another noon kickoff, but it'll be fine. They don't adjust well to noon kick, so hopefully we'll beat them too and have some more Is that Baker Mayfield? Is that his team? Uh, Baker Mayfield's for Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I knew it was one of No, this is Oklahoma State and... Oh, they are on. 
apparently Steve left his lights on on his car, so I'm just going to keep flying. I'm going to keep flying here solo. Um, so we got we got that going on. If you get the chance to to get with us on social media, please do so. Um, we like the we need the likes, we need the shares, and try to get the show out there more and more. We've got some fun stuff coming up with a couple of other podcasts, a couple of other streams. We've got Twitch.tv and that crossover with the Kung Fu Spaceman channel, which may be getting rebranded and relaunched here soon. We don't have all the details on that quite yet. Still working out the technical aspects, but that is hopefully going to happen within the next month or so. So before the end of the month of November, we'll have the crossover with the Kung Fu Spaceman channel on Twitch.tv, and he is at affiliate status now. So you can go over there, you can favorite that channel, you can subscribe to that channel if you would, and this is a very interesting thing about that. If you are an Amazon Prime member, as part of your Amazon Prime membership for the year, you get one free sponsorship, or one free subscription, I should say, to a Twitch.tv streaming channel. So, if you're an Amazon Prime member, go over to the Kung Fu Spaceman channel. Use that If you're not using the subscription anyway, and it's free to do so, you're not going to be out anything, give that subscription to the Kung Fu Spaceman channel, and that'll help him out. It'll help us out, because he's a, he's a big help for getting the word out about the Apex Live podcast. Steve, you got the light situation taken care of? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Uh, we've been talking a little bit in the last little while about your pro debut coming up. And, of course, as soon as we get talking about the pro debut, we inevitably hit another snag. Because every time Steve gets ready to turn pro, we have a snag. And this time it's the Kentucky <laughs> Commission deciding to get, you know, completely out of control with their knee-jerk reactions to some things that had happened in the state before. So they've gone from completely lax to, I don't want to throw the word dictator out there. <laughs> Outright. Now, happen, what happens is if you don't wash your uh, manhood, and you get a dictator. Sort of. <laughs> I, I don't know. Dictator. Check Urban Dictionary, which has gotten us in trouble in the past. Urban when Dictionary we were, dictator. When we were talking about the joust, Urban Dictionary <laughs> got us in trouble last time, and I had to play a little palate cleanser to to get rid of that palate cleanser. So that one's still up in the air, and it's not definitive whether it's going to happen or not. I've got to have a chat with with the commission in Kentucky, and hopefully we can get some details straightened out, and that will happen. Dave's uh, Dave Markert's championship fight is still a go. Uh, that's the fight with Travis Hanshaw for the WBF Intercontinental Light Heavyweight Championship. That's November seventeenth at the Boyd County Community Center in Ashland, Kentucky. So if you're if you're listening and you're nearby, come on out, check it out. It'll be a really fun night. Eric Slocum is fighting that night too. And if you like Eric or you don't, if you agree with what he said on the podcast or you don't, if you follow him on Facebook and like him or hate him or whatever, he is going to be fighting. And whether he wins or loses, he will get punched in the face. Yeah. So at least you'll get to do that. But Eric will hit people in the face, too. Um, He's fighting another friend of mine, Adam Collins, that night. So uh, a lot of friendly faces in the crowd that evening. It should be a lot of fun. Steve is... Is is it Urban Dictionary? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, it's there's here's a Uh-oh. here's a meaning of dictator. Here's a, oh, a couple of them. Um, there's some correct ones on here, but I... Well, nobody wants that. Okay, well, here's a funny one. Um... <laughs> The opposite of a pussy tater. <laughs> How many thumbs up does that have? Um, one forty-seven and seventy-seven down. Uh, when a dictator and a pussy tater get together, they make baby taters. I don't understand. Um, here's a here's just a functional question, a logical question. Wouldn't those be tater tots? <laughs> yes. Uh, here's another person's idea of what it would be: a okay. guy who spectates dicks. 
Oh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could take that. Speaking of Bryce Harper, the Nationals out of the playoffs. Oh, man. I already know that. And, it, you know, I just wanted to hear somebody say that. It's lovely, isn't it? Now, the Yankees did come back and beat the Indians in the divisional series. And now they've eaten. Now. They're up three games to two over the Astros. They won all three games at Yankee Stadium. So now they're going back for game six and seven in Houston. The Astros have got to hold home field. They've got to win those last two and get the Yankees out of there. Because if it's a Yankees-Dodgers World Series, it's going to be hard to watch. If the the Cubs won last night, so they're down three games to one. If the Cubs can go ahead and come back and miraculously win the next four, and it's Cubs-Yankees, I'll watch that. That'll be great. But Yankees-Dodgers, the only reason that makes me... That's old school, though. It's old school, but it makes me mad because it's exactly what Major League Baseball wants. And yeah, that yeah. that's aggravating Magic to me. Johnson. <laughs> what have I said about Magic Johnson? Um, it's a waste of the greatest potential porn name in the history of time, and he wastes it on being a basketball player. Nobody's going to use that now. Nobody's um, like, what's your what's your what do you want your porn name to be? Uh, Magic John? No, don't don't do that. <laughs> well, you can't do that for obvious reasons. You're not no, going to get laid for one. Number one, trademarks. Number two, uh, danger. You could spell Johnson completely. And different. number three, and this is the number three you probably didn't think about, <laughs> because of how that name is structured, especially for that X-rated kind of a use. Yeah. Even if you're doing it to avoid trademark or. You know him suing you for impersonation or something. You really don't want to put Junior on the end of that. <laughs> you can call yourself Magic jo- Johansson. Well, you don't want to. Do, well, then then you've got to be what Swedish? Is that what Ingemar Johansson was, yeah. the, the heavyweight champion? Magic Johansson. Magic Johansson. <laughs> that doesn't have the same flow to it. You know the whole Swedish thing. Oh well, well I do have a bit. I do have one announcement to make, and I was hoping I wouldn't have to make this announcement, but I have to make this announcement. Um, most of the people who know me know that I wrote a novel when I was twenty. When, I, when did I write? I wrote it when I was twenty-three. It was published when I was twenty-four, and that was guilty by association. Available on Amazon.com. And then I wrote a Christian study book last year called The Lifted Veil, and it's a it's a Bible prophecy study book. Uh, through the eyes of Messianic Judaism and a, and a lot of different angles. And it was pretty well received. It made a few people mad, but that's fine. It, you, you're not doing it right if you don't make somebody mad. Yeah. So that was out. It's also available on Amazon. And I wrote it. It came out uh, last summer. I don't remember exactly when that finally came out because it was supposed to come out three different times. And I kept finding out new stuff and wanted to add to it. Mm-hmm. And I got done with that, and it was a really – tough haul writing that book and I mean, there, there were times I was losing weight and it was keeping me up at night and it was just so difficult to write it and I got to the end of it and I said you know I wrote the novel and I wrote the study book I think writing two books is that's a pretty good accomplishment and I think that's enough I'm done I'm, I'm not going to write anymore well yeah I am um, work has already sort of started I'm introductory level there is going to be a third book Cool. And um, I hadn't told anybody about it, but there's going to be a third book. The third one, the third one is going to be another Christian study book. And there's no title, and there's really not even a format in place yet. Just kind of the the framework from from where it's going to start. And what I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm more than open to feedback and input here um, from anybody who's listening. The subject is going to be something that has been tackled, I think, by some people here and there, but it's been done with kid gloves, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the most controversial 
questions in Christianity answered biblically. It's the things that people may not necessarily know the answers to, or maybe they've heard answers, and I don't know if I agree with it. I don't know if there's a biblical basis for it. Maybe it's they need black and white as opposed to the gray that they're being taught or that's that's out there in the media or whatever. And I was I didn't know if I was going to do it, and I thought, well, if it's going to happen, it'll it'll start to to go on its own. Mm-hmm. And then I'll know that that God has his hand in it and he wants me to do it. So I went to the gym and I figured it was going to be one of those days. Nobody showed up until about six o'clock and it was probably 515. So I go into the clipboard and I'm going to do show notes for the podcast. And I thought, "Eh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and see if I can come up with 10 of those questions. Mm -hmm. I said, Lord, if if, if I'm going to do this, give me give me 10 of those questions. Well, I got 10. And then I kept writing. Hmm. And then I came home and wrote some more. As of right now, I have 54. <laughs> so um, I'm not gonna, obviously not going to write on all 54 of them. But instead of being chapters that are long form with 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 pages, it, this is going to be something where maybe I, I tackle the answers to these in two or three or four pages and just give you that answer in that short shot that is biblical and simple and it's absolute. Mm -hmm. So that's going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to take me. It really depends on how many pages I get or how many questions I get. That'll determine how many pages it gets into. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is I'm thinking about, I I know quite a few pastors and I'm thinking maybe I'll answer as many of them as I can or as many of them as, as I feel necessary, but instead of answering all of them, maybe you have one of them that my pastor answers or another pastor I know or, or something like that and invite them in to do that. Mm-hmm. And th- that allows for some more involvement. And, and I don't want to say credibility because if it's biblical, it's already got credibility, but I want it to be something where there are multiple voices in it. And they can step in and say, look, this is a question. This is a subject that I'm very passionate about, and I don't think there's enough being said about it. Maybe they'll write a three or four page thing on it, and I can edit it, and we can and we can get some, some things out there that I think a lot of people are just quite honestly too scared to talk about. Mm-hmm. And not every congregation in the world is Joel Osteen, where you walk in and everything's great, everything's fine. You never do. Nothing you ever do is wrong. We're all good. Thumbs up. Donate here. We're that, closed. You can't come in. You're flooded. We're closed. Uh, people don't want to say this because oh, we don't want to be offensive. And I've heard pastors do this. Get up in the pool. Oh, I don't want to be offensive. And I'm not going to say this. or say I'll say it. I'll say it right now. Joel Osteen's not a pastor. Joel Osteen is a motivational speaker. Not once have I ever heard him talk about the gospel. It's rare for you to hear the word, the name Jesus. He doesn't say it much. I, I, you told me that one Very time. rarely will you ever hear Jesus if it's not Easter. And I watched it, and I was like, oh, he's, yeah. he knows what's up because, yeah, that's, that's dead. Dangerous, dangerous waters. Well, right here's something else that'll scare like that. you too. Take a good look at what's going on behind him. You will, you will not see a, a cross in his church, but you'll see a giant gold spinning globe. Yeah, um, that just tells New me world order. That tells me, oh well, he's more interested in world domination than he is the salvation of mankind through through Jesus Christ. Yeah, where's so, the cross at? Jesus I'm, wasn't crucified on on the world. He was not crucified on a globe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were still a, a lot more flat earthers then than there were now. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, so you know what? Do as you please, people. But he's going to have to answer for that. Osteen is not a pastor, and if you think that he is, then don't take my word for it. Go to the Bible and then take a look at what he's doing. 
Might as well go hang out with Benny Hinn while you're at it. Get smacked in the forehead a few times. Okay, okay. You brought up Benny Hinn, so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell my you're Benny- huge. I'm gonna tell you my Benny Hinn thing. I don't know if you remember this. No, I used to watch him when I, before I knew anything in this world. It was weird. Well, this is what our, this is my most vivid memory of Benny Hinn. First of all, he comes out with the the white suit with the gold buttons and it looks like Roberto Duran's boxing trunks from the third fight with Sugar Ray Leonard. Number one. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, go back to, I believe it was April 22nd of 94 and Michael Moore's undefeated has moved up from light heavyweight to fight for the heavyweight championship against Evander Holyfield. Mm -hmm. Goes out, fights Holyfield. It's a war. A 12-round war. Holyfield knocks him down in the second round. Moore comes back. It's just a grind in the last six or seven rounds. Holyfield fades late. Moore wins a majority decision. Uh-huh. People don't even remember that fight for Michael Moore's performance. They remember two things. Teddy Atlas was a superstar after that fight because of all the stuff he was doing in between rounds. Uh-huh. And the HBO cameras would just stay on him when Teddy he was doing is. it. And it was an amazing performance by Teddy. Number two, they remember that Holyfield ends up in the hospital because they said he had a heart attack during the fight. He gets uh-huh. diagnosed with the hole in his heart and everything after the fight. So he's obviously retired that's no he's never going to fight again blah 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 so what does holyfield do he could go to mayo clinic you know he could go to wvu has the wvu heart hospital now their cardiac center is one of the best in the country there are so many great great places to go for medical care what does vander holyfield do steve steve's got his hand over his mouth he knows uh holyfield decides he's going to go to benny yeah, heart punched by him. So I legitimately, it looked like a Mortal Kombat thing, but it was to the head, not to the chest. He goes up, and I can Death punch. If, if people, if you don't believe me, go on YouTube, and you can. I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. He goes up. I'm a person like anybody else. And he does the faith healer thing with Benny Hinn. Hinn hits him on the forehead. He falls out, whatever, and comes back and starts fighting again. Has a comeback fight with Alex Stewart a year later and claims that's what happened. I'm pretty sure it was the Mayo Clinic people. Look, does God still heal people? Absolutely God still heals people. Benny Hinn does not. He is a charlatan. He's stealing your money. If you don't believe me, I can direct you to any number of documentaries. Benny Hinn believes some really whacked out stuff, man. He's an idiot. Let me give you one Benny Hinn believes. You can look, just type in Benny Hinn unorthodox beliefs or Benny Hinn what crazy beliefs you found you found it if you mention it I'm going to do the best I can type in Benny Hinn crazy beliefs on Google and you'll find some of the nutso stuff he believes he believes that Adam was basically Superman and had the ability to fly (laughs) he also believes that originally women gave birth from their sides oh well that's not a joke that's what he believes he believes that. I will give him $5,000 if he can tell that me. Why the, the, uh, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense because he's a lunatic and people give him money. In any event, I'm glad you brought up Benny Hinn. I don't know how we got on to Joel Osteen and Benny Hinn and the rest of these people, but I'll have to track that whenever we go back and do the editing. In any event, that's going to be book number three. So I I didn't necessarily ever think I was going to write book number three. That was not in the plans. I guess deep down, I probably always knew I'm a writer, so I'm probably going to end up writing another one, but I didn't think I was going to do it this quickly. Now, I said that to say this. There's probably also going to be a fourth book. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the one I di- I never thought would happen. Um, it's something that I started 
several years ago and from family stuff to school stuff to work stuff, everything got in the way and I had to kind of stop. And it's always been in the back of my head. I, you know, I'd really like to go back and do that. And I didn't do it. And in the last probably six months, a lot of it has been because of the study book. People became aware of the novel mm-hmm. and I always had a follow up novel to kind of wrap up the story. The first book doesn't leave any loose ends, really, but there was room to explore I hate some loose ends. There was room to explore some further depth yes. in that story. And I started it, wrote the first two, three, four chapters, and then the other things got in the way. I didn't get to finish it. So I've not worked on that book in probably uh, seven, eight years, maybe longer hmm. now. In fact, probably long. It's probably been more like 10 since I've written on it. I've decided because of the, the, the attention given to the novel recently and, and people asking about it and talking about it and talking about how much they enjoyed Guilty by Association. I think I'm going to go ahead and at least make the attempt to finish up that sequel just for the fact that it's there and there's a little bit of interest in it and there are people who would like to read it. And quite honestly, Steve, it's hard to, to explain it unless you've been a part of it. But I spent nine months writing that novel. And when you spend nine months every day writing those characters, mm-hmm. that story, that world, they become very familiar. They almost become real to you. And I miss Spring Creek. And I miss those characters. And I miss that story and where it was going. And it would be nice to kind of get back into that. And I don't know necessarily that I can write two books at once. But because the study book would kind of be more of a short form thing and research it, write the piece, research it, write the piece. It it can come in, in, in smaller pieces as you progress through it. And the novel, you can just write it as, as it comes to you and, and you start to, to build the story and let it kind of write itself as you go. Maybe I could do it. And if not, I could write them back to back. And it, for all I know, maybe I won't be able to finish the follow-up. I don't know. But there is going to be a third. There might be a fourth. That could be very interesting, and we'll just kind of see where it goes from here. Could be fun. You doing okay over there? I'm doing great. You don't seem like you're doing okay. I just ate too fast. I'm feeling it. Ugh. What'd you have? Uh, Titanic a, and a salad. A Titanic? Yeah. Oh, from McAdoo's. Yeah. What is a Titanic? What's on a Titanic? I don't uh, even remember. It's like, I don't know, like roast beef or something. <laughs> I don't ever eat bread, so I ate bread, and I think that's what's doing it to me. Well, I'm glad it was such a memorable meal. What was on it? I don't know. I don't even look at it. I just eat things. It doesn't matter. For God's sake. I just eat. Okay. I eat once a day, and you think I know kind of what I'm eating, but sometimes I just don't care. Well, one thing that we've talked about on just about every episode now, I don't know if we've talked about it on all of them, but almost all of them, is we've talked about our love of classic video games, the retro gaming scene. Have you been doing anything recently with some classic video games? I know you have an emulator on your phone. I've been playing, uh, I went to... Computer Wiz and bought a uh, slim PS2. Oh, man, you got to go to Computer Wiz for a field trip and didn't tell me. They've actually expanded it since I've been there last time, and it's better than it was. Oh, my gosh. You need to go, dude. Well, maybe it's field trip time. Um, I think Sunday we can do this. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Because I'll have my oldest son, and he also loves Computer Wiz, but oh. they might be closed on Sunday. I 
There's oh. one day of the weekend they're closed, and we're going to find out what day that is. You're just all about some research tonight on that phone. I'm the researcher. I like that. Well, I mean, I'm not the researcher, but <laughs> immediately right now. At, at this very moment, this, you are the researcher. When it comes to these moments. See, that's... That's why this is a team. This is a I just team put thing. in COM, and you've already know I've looked for a computer whiz store. That was the first. Re- that was the first auto autofill response on Google. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, I've never looked for it before. I'm all about some classic games. So, so what did you went down and bought a slim PS2? Um, what did I get? I was supposed to get San Andreas. Ended up being. Um, Part three. Are you playing anything further back than PS2 at the moment? Um, I I bought Duck Hunt and a gun. I took the gun oh apart, cleaned gosh. it. Um, yes, works perfect. We're playing that Hogan's Heroes as well. You can't shoot the dog as many times as you try to <sighs> shoot that dog. You can't. There was shoot another the dog. version that I made with different animals. Do you remember that? No, it wasn't ducks. Like there would be bears and everything else jumping out. Okay, I'll give you one. Huh. Do you remember the other game for the Zapper that you could get and sometimes came with the NES? Because I had it. What did it look like? It's called Gotcha, and it's a paintball game. Oh, yeah, yeah, paintball. Game. Gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. remember Gotcha. And that was such a fun yeah, game. I have not fun. played it in years. I need to get me another Zapper because gotcha. I need to. I've still got my NES hooked up. I need Guess to what? play that. They sell them at Computer Wiz. If we don't get an, a sponsorship or an endorsement from Computer Wiz, something I almost terribly told them that I that I didn't want to like throw them off, but I almost told them that hey, I've mentioned you a few times. Well, we need this to happen organically. So anyone who goes down there and buys something, we need to just send people down there with money to buy stuff for us and say, hey, I heard about you on the Apex Live podcast. Yeah. Whoa. What? What's this? Oh yeah. And then suddenly, actually, I can go in there and do that. I heard about you guys through the Apex Live podcast. Yeah, and yeah, well. That's true because you you were a part of the podcast and then you listened to the episode. They and said, don't know that was your reminder to go to Computer Wiz. It's like making a shopping list on audio. I'm, I'm Brett Stevenson. They don't know me. Oh, for God's sake! That's the name I give to females whenever I was uh, back in the day. Oh, if, back in the day. Yeah. So I don't have to bleep that and you, to no, keep you your secret. To, she knows. But uh, no, I not, to, not, I didn't mean for her purposes. I just meant you know to keep the secret safe. Oh yeah, it don't matter anymore because I don't need it. But yeah, I used to tell females I didn't know. Uh, my name is Britt Stevenson, and they would never even they look maybe look for me. I don't know. Well, we have a uh, we have a friend of the show who's going to be appearing on the show in the next week or so, and his. Uh, his big alias that he used was Mike Jones. Mike Jones. And uh, there's a story that goes with that that I think we may have to get him to tell whenever our official black ambassador for Apex Live shows up oh, on the show. Oh, Seymour. What, Seymour, yeah. <laughs> Seymour is our black ambassador. And, and before anybody gets all up in the air because we're calling him our black ambassador, he volunteered that to, was his uh, idea. Yeah, he said he would like to be our our black correspondent, and I decided to upgrade him to, to ambassador, ambassador because you know what? It, it's kind of like being Secretary of State, ambassador to the UN. We're bringing groups of people together. We're all about being united as mm-hmm. one force. We're a team already with with Apex Combat. Yep. So he is our black ambassador because he can he can talk about some things and and I guess interpret some events and let us know what's going on. He said he wanted to be black eye for the white guy. <laughs> and I said that could be interpreted in quite a few ways. So well, I he's think, a boxer, though. Yeah, I think we may just want to go to 
that 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 makes it makes it seem like there's a lot of racial violence yeah. and tension. <laughs> so let's just stick with Black Ambassador because that's that's a united front to go out there and deal with the world. He's an equal opportunity uh, offender. He doesn't care what color you are. He that's you know that's very true. Plus or minus. Yeah, he, he, he does care. not. He does not care. No, and that's why we love Seymour. Um, my mission, I think, for retro gaming, and I think I think the fine folks at Computer Wiz yeah. are going to be able to help me with this. Um, my goal for probably won't be able to do it by the, by the end of this year, but I'm going to start it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Is I want to go through, I want to pick up a video game system, a classic video game system that I never had growing up, and and I want to start playing my way through it and you know just learn it from scratch because I never had it and there's a lot of different ones that you can pick up mm-hmm. and a lot of different options and I think the one that I'm going to go for is the TurboGrafx-16 Box Adventure well, they had a boxing game. They had uh, some good boxing called that, Champions yep. Forever, and that was Foreman, Norton, Frazier, Ali, Holmes, mm-hmm. and I would love to grab that Douglas. game. Douglas wasn't on it. No. He, he had Buster Douglas boxing on Genesis and, and Mega you could be, Drive. You have to fight like uh, Iron Head, and like there's like three or four characters you fought. Right, and yeah, and that's the thing. It was fun though. I remember that game. I remember seeing advertisements in print for that game back Mm -hmm. then. And I was always so mad because it wasn't on a system that I could play. And obviously I want to play more games than that, but I never got to play a TurboGrafx-16. And now that, now that classic video games are kind of out there a little bit more, the accessibility's there. I think it's driven prices up a little bit on some things, but it would, it would be great to, to get that system to play through it. Enjoy it. I'm not playing the Philips CDI. The 3DO really wasn't. I don't. They think, have those there if you would want to purchase them. I mean, well, they have every system. They're a lot cheaper now than they were when they came out. They have <laughs> the uh, yeah. the 3DO. They were more expensive than um, PS4s. Yes, they were like seven hundred bucks. Yes, and not worth a penny no, of it. No, the 3DO I think would be would be fun. I just don't know how deep the library of games is for that. So I, that might they have be some worth good playing. games. Yeah, they they have some pretty cool. See, I never got to play it. I had my Sega Genesis and just got every game for it that I could possibly. I wanted sports games. And I, was I wanted this guy too, and I wanted anything that EA that Electronic Arts made. Forget EA Sports. What Electronic Madden Arts ninety eight and stuff like that. Well, and NHL hockey and the, all that. But good they stuff. made well. That was the EA Sports brand. I'm mm-hmm. talking about just the Electronic Arts. They made Desert Strike. Oh yeah, they that was made. Did, yeah. did they? I think they made Zero Tolerance. They did. Uh, yeah, because they had the yellow tab on. Uh-huh. It. Yep. I loved playing that. So going back and playing those will be a lot of fun. They're of supposed course, to make I'm, a movie of Zero Tolerance. That would be fun. Hey, maybe we could write that. It wouldn't be hard. We could write that. Aliens. Yeah. That would be a really easy screenplay to write. You are so I still want to do a movie. I've thought about this, and I don't know, but eventually. I, li- I like older film technique. Mm-hmm. I eventually want to do a movie. So do a screenplay. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, sure. I have screenwriting software. That'd be cool. I got a little experience. It's <laughs> called Final Draft. And that is like industry standard for writing screenplays. So I think that'd be a blast. I would. I mean, I'd would like to pick up some older equipment. I mean, not just because it's less expensive, but right. I like the film. The vintage feel. I like the way it looks. You know what I mean? I like... 70s, 80s style. I like the concept of maybe trying to do... Maybe the, black and white. That could be cool. That'd be nice. Tarantino would be on board. That'd be awesome. I would like to do <laughs> like a screen adaptation of my book, of the novel. That's cool. Which um, one? Just the no- the first one, the oh, novel, okay. Okay. and just do just adapt it for film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it would be that hard because all the work's already done. The story's already been built. It would just be a matter of doing the technical direction part of the script and but, find some people that are 
can act a little? Well, that's not my that's not my job. But that's the one thing that has always stopped me from even beginning to explore it is I would want hard. I would want creative control. I'm I'm all about hard work. Yeah. But I want creative control and not on your end. I'm talking about finding somebody that can actually do what you need them to do. Well, not only that, at the quality that you want. But I would, I would be so picky about okay, who's playing these characters? Yeah, because I don't want to sign over the rights to everything, and then they cast this thing, and I look at it and go, not even close. What are you people drinking? <laughs> I am absolutely. Can I revoke my rights for this? So, any if I ever did it, and then the one in a million shot hits and says, yeah, we want to do a TV movie based mm-hmm. on your book. I would say, okay, I want to be executive producer, and I want to be involved in casting. That's right. And, well, we're not going to do it. Well, then I don't care. But you're not insulting something that's as important to me by putting this in it and and turning it into something completely psychotic. Because I've, I've loved reading for all of my life. And I've watched some of my favorite books get turned into movies. And I've watched two or three of them be converted into film perfectly and i've seen the majority of them turn into an absolute disaster yeah yeah if you've never read the sum of all fears by tom clancy that movie is a pretty good movie pretty exciting Mm -hmm. the visuals are good the story's interesting if you've read that book you want to lock in a submission hold on whoever wrote that screenplay and cast that film it is insulting to the original work. Uh-huh. And I understand that happens. I understand that's what happens whenever you sign over your rights as an author in 90% of cases. But it was just awful. And that's controversial, but I don't care. And speaking of controversy, yeah. I've decided what we need to do as part of our retro gaming segment is we need to try to start up a fake controversy. Oh. Because oh. everything that ever happens in our world is now controversial and offensive and terrible and awful and wrong. Everyone is offended by everything, and I'm sick of it, and so are you. You can pick a subject, and somebody will be offended by it at just some for fun. point. Just for fun. So now I think I, have, I, have, I think I found one that has never been brought up as being controversial and scary and awful and bad and wrong. But I think that if we play this right, even though we've already said on here that it's just a joke... If we put it out there as if it's not a joke, I think someone that is an opportunist will pick it up and try to run with it oh, yeah. and turn it into a real controversy, even though this game is 27 years old. So here is, here's our fake controversy that we're going to run with from, from the Apex Live podcast, and that is that Super Mario Brothers 3 is racist. Okay? And here's why Super Mario Brothers 3 is racist. I'd have some water for this because I need to be able to get through this. I've been playing through Super Mario 3 recently, and it's a really fun game. It really is. For, yeah. the, for the old console systems, every time they do a poll of the top 20 games, Mario 3 is always in it, and it's it usually be. top 5. It's such a deep game. It's good. Well, for I like those, Mario 2 as well. That's a good... It's such a departure it's weird. It's from a, the others. It's a dream. It's such a departure, but it's such a great game, and I really enjoy it. Well, Mario 3 is fun because when you play that game... You go into the little mushroom house and you unlock a box and it gives you an item that you can use later in the game. Mm -hmm. And you get those whenever you beat the Hammer Brothers or whatever you do. There's another aspect of that game that allows you to gather items. Every time you score 80,000 points, and that's what you have to do. You score 80,000 points. 
it gives you access to a card game, which is like a memory match game, like classic concentration, the old TV game show. And you pick a card, and then you try to pick the card that matches it. And if you match them, you get that item. Mm-hmm. And you, you can be wrong twice. And once you're wrong twice, it takes it away. And then when you score 80,000 points again, it takes you back to that exact same one. Mm-hmm. And you can do it again. And then when you've unlocked all of the cards, I think there's three rows of eight cards or three rows of – I think it's three rows of eight. So once you've gone through all of those, it'll give you another one, and you can do it again. Has anyone ever noticed that when you play this card game that it's the end card? <laughs> and uh, not only is it the end card, it's a spade. So I think the I think Mario 3 is racist, Steve. I totally agree with I you. I think that's the problem. I think it's racist and I think it's awful and wrong and we need to pull every copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 from eBay. And we need to just go house to house and burn them. That works. So is that what we're going to do? Yeah. So social I'm media. Mine, so social media. Mario three is racist. Hashtag Mario three is racist. <laughs> and we'll see if we can get anything to run with that. Somebody will. They're like, it's. I've always known this. Somebody will. Somebody will absolutely do it. Yeah. Um, <sighs> we do have correspondence. We have. We have our black ambassador. We have our Georgia correspondent. We don't need an ambassador, I don't think, for another state. No. I think we just have a correspondent from another state. Because West Virginia and Georgia are very, very similar. Uh-huh. So we do have a Georgia correspondent, and her name is Ashley. And Ashley, the Georgia correspondent, is going to chime in from time to time. Her input on, I would like to say issues, but I don't want to say issues because I don't know what she's going to talk about. <laughs> she can talk about whatever she likes. And we invite everyone to do this. We invite everyone, absolutely, send us thoughts, comments, questions, feedback, suggestions, requests for guests, requests to be a guest. Do that at apexlivepodcast at gmail.com. But Ashley is our Georgia correspondent, so she's going to chime in from time to time about whatever happens to be on her mind. And um, let's take a listen at what's on her mind today. Hiya, uh, my name is Ashley, and uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Brad will get that. Anyways, um, so I've been wondering what my first topic should be for the podcast. And as I'm driving down 441 in the beautiful North Georgia mountains, it occurred to me what my topic needed to be. As, you know, like I said, driving along and this car just cuts me off. And I mean cuts me off. Like slamming on my brakes almost rear-ending them. And, you know, the first thing I saw was a big gold GT on the license plate. And uh, I I don't really say this often because I find it kind of offensive, Um, but uh, the first thing I thought was, you fucking retard. Like, you... First of all, um, you can't drive for dick. Second of all, you're a Georgia Tech fan, so that, you know assures that you are really, yeah, you have some issues. Um, and so then as I kind of give them the finger and slingshot around them, I notice a big AU on the window. Oh no. Back window. And I said, well, that definitely confirms that you are fucking retarded. (laughs) Like who in the hell is a fan of Georgia Tech 
but also Auburn. Like, you're thinking, well, I'm a nerd and I go to technical engineering school, but I also like to fuck my cousin, so I like Auburn. <laughs> or they could just have been the Antichrist. Like, um, I'm pretty sure the Antichrist just cut me off in traffic. But, uh, but yeah, um, oh, Auburn sucks. Hate Auburn. Georgia Tech, well, they're just, who the hell cares about Georgia Tech? They're irrelevant. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. And, uh, gonna go ahead and give a shout out to Tennessee. You guys, you guys suck. And, uh, that's, that's, that's good. I, I'm proud of you. Maybe you guys will give Butch Jones an extension. Um, and also, here's a big go dogs. The game's about to start. So, uh, so yeah. Sick them. Fuck Auburn. Bye. Okay, well, that that is a nice entry to the commentary world for the Apex Live podcast. Thank you, Ashley. I did not know, Steve. That's that's news to me. I did not know that the Antichrist is going to come from Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where uh, Osteen graduated from, wasn't it, Auburn? Joel Osteen? Yeah. I'm just playing. <laughs> First of all, there ain't no way that man went to college. Nobody's going to waste time going to college whenever you got that much money just sitting in front of you. Yeah. Number two, we know for sure he didn't go to Georgia Tech because there's no way he could get into that school. And you give them credit, they may not be a really big deal in athletics, but, you know, their academics aren't bad. Sorry. Yeah. They are, but who cares about academics? Well, I care about it's sports. It's not Polytech or... You know, about, I care about sports, yeah. athletics, football, America. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've learned one thing: don't cut her off in traffic. Oh, I wanted, to, I wanted to kill somebody today. They were so far on a semi's butt. We were going into a work zone. They couldn't even see that we were going into a work zone to get into the other lane. Lovely. They persisted to stay right on this semi's. But I wanted them to get brake checked and smash their face on the trailer hitch. I really wanted it. I wanted it so bad. I think it may have ended up a little worse than that had that happened. Oh, I was three or four car lengths behind just just wanting it. I was like, please. Man. I want to see some Final Destination stuff happen to you. Oh, my. You are on fire today, and so is Ashley. Goodness. little update on Georgia. They won that game big. That was was Saturday, I guess. Who did they play? Uh, Missouri. Misery. Yeah, and it was misery because they they wrecked Missouri. Had, Had a bunch of starters out and still just took it to Mizzou, and that was a lot of fun. That was a night game. So, hey, everybody comes out on top. And Auburn went out, and I know this made her so happy. Auburn went out and led LSU at LSU twenty to nothing, and blew the game and uh-huh. lost. So that was fantastic. So what have we learned today? We've learned that uh, Auburn, Georgia Tech, Tennessee, not cool with Ashley. No, and that is our Georgia correspondent. And speaking of our Georgia correspondent, I want to get your analysis on this. We we're really going to have to bring Seymour in. We're going to have to bring the black ambassador in to to clear this up once and for all. But I'll get your input. I know what I think of what's going on. And it involves our Georgia correspondent, Ashley. Yeah. Ashley was at the mall last week. Which mall? 
Uh, it was down in Georgia. I think it was in one of the suburb suburban areas Peach of Atlanta, or like that. It was it was further outside of that. I think oh, Gainesville, okay. somewhere like that. But okay. it was a suburb area nice, of, of Atlanta, nicer place, pretty much. Yeah, and it was a big place. Atlanta suburbs are nice places. I mean, yeah, they really are. Yeah, inner city Atlanta sucks. Yeah, but outside, you know, the outer part of Atlanta where like SunTrust Park is and nice. all that stuff, I love it. Very nice. And then the suburbs aren't bad. Roswell is beautiful. I love going to Roswell. Mm-hmm. Whenever I go to Atlanta for baseball. I stay in Roswell. Roswell. So she's there. She's at the mall. I should have let her tell this story. But when we ha- when she calls in, we'll have her relay the fullness of this story. But she's at the mall and going in to pick up a few different things. And what happens? Something that does not ever happen at the mall. It doesn't happen to me. It, it may ne- <laughs> may have never happened to you. It's never happened to anybody else I know. <laughs> a gentleman walks up to her. And says the words that I think stay with you forever once you've heard them unexpectedly in a in a shopping setting. Here is my mixtape. <laughs> my mixtape. It's a burn CD, and he was not kidding. It was his mixtape. Okay, now first of all, is it still a mixtape if it's a CD? It's vernacular. It, it's it's just, I know a it's, a, it's a generic, all-encompassing term, but here's my mixtape. Could be a mixed disc. Uh, okay, here's your mixtape. Now, here's my question: Do you just walk up to a random girl and assume, well, she obviously has connections in the music industry? She's here to buy scrubs for work. But it sounds like a lame pickup line to me. Just you, a conversation see, starter. Now, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, hey, hey girl, here's my mixtape. Yes, hey, shoddy. Here's my mixtape. Hey, girl, come here. So I'm thinking this is a guy who's thinking, all right. Nurses are freaks. This is, she's not She's not a nurse. She's a pharmacy tech, But he Steve. doesn't know that. He doesn't, that's true. He doesn't, and, but I don't know that she necessarily I'm was. Coming, I'm in his mind. She wasn't wearing scrubs. And I don't know. That, scrubs. I don't know that she had gone in to buy them yet. Okay. I'm not sure what was, exactly what was happening. She'd have to explain. Okay. All, the, all I know is at a mall, and this is apparently the place that is prime real estate for mixtape distribution, no matter what happens. So you're at the mall, and you're thinking, this is an Atlanta suburb, population center. There's a lot of people here. I need to do something to stand out. I wonder what it is. I know what I'll do. I'm going to go hand out my mixtape. Either that, or you look over and think, yeah, you know, she looks like she knows somebody with the recording industry. She she's she's got some connections. You know, had she been walking like three feet in front of Quincy Jones <laughs> in nineteen sixty eight, uh, you know, maybe by all means go submit your mixtape. So I'm thinking this is probably a pickup attempt of some sort. Holla at me later. I'd like to hang out with Rashida Jones. She's pretty hot. You like Still. Rashida? Oh God! You like Rashida Jones? She's like. Oh, yeah. I remember Rashida Jones from Boston Public. She's probably my number one. I don't care what anybody says. Rashida Jones is your number... Something about her, man. She's hot. That's not our top five list tonight. I don't care. So Rashida Jones is your number one. Number one. That is interesting. Even before I even knew who her dad was, any relation? You don't care who her dad was. I like the way she carries herself. It's natural. You know what I mean? You just like Rashida Jones. kind of like Zoe Deschanel. She's kind of one of my favorites, too. I like the way they carry themselves. It's kind of nerdy, you know? Spoiler alert. You've already given away two of your top five. Yeah. Well, that's nice. So are we agreed, though, on the mixtape incident? Oh, 100%. Now, Now, I can't render a judgment yet. As the commissioner, I cannot render a judgment yet because... 
I have not consulted with our official black ambassador. Now, uh-huh. he's go- he will be able to break this down further for us and let us know what was going on from his perspective and his understanding. Mm-hmm. And yes, no, there's uh, it's it's all cool. But the the man who handed her the mixtape was a black gentleman. Okay, great. I, I just I want to know from Seymour what was going on here. What do you think was going on here? And I'm pretty sure, Steve, that his contact information was in, included with the mixtape. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Is that? What, I'm, I'm thinking that was the detail. I could I could text her right now and find out. But if that was the case, are we thinking pick up here? Is that our per, preliminary yeah. ruling? Yeah. Of course. We think pretty much everyone everything yeah. is a pickup attempt at some point. That's because that's what we do. Don't again. We're saying we here. Hey, I'm, I'm talking about the I'm this. talking about the male the male race because we're not the same race. The male race. That's it. How can we make women's lives easier in order to get in their pants? Oh yeah, let's make up washers and dryers, hair dryers, running water, mixtapes, stoves, mixtapes. <laughs> you 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 can't say you have a headache when I just invented. Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> so Tylenol was a pickup attempt. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, girl, oh, I have a headache. Uh, uh, That's no excuse now. Have ty- some Tylenol. I just made this up. It's called Tylenol. So why isn't that on every commercial for Tylenol or Aleve or it's everything there. else? It's there. We're there to make life simple so we can get laid easier. Hence grocery stores. <laughs> I love the grocery store. It's one of my favorite places to go. But it's so simple, so fast, so easy. You don't okay. have to go kill things. People, so, the woman doesn't have to break it down. So that's easier why. access. Everything's easier access. So that was the reason why. Of course. That's the reason why all of these inventions happened. I think so. Well, <laughs> I didn't even know we were going to solve that mystery tonight. But you that's have more good time to, know. to You have more time to mate when you don't have to do all these tasks. I need to write all this down. I'm glad we're recording this. I I'm, think about this sometimes. <laughs> well, you spend a lot of time in the car, so you've got you have time. Oh, to this work is years through. ago. This is years ago. Oh, so we're. I going. just don't tell anybody else. So we're still catching up on all the stuff that you've learned. You die, bug. That's fascinating. Um, a couple of updates from the show. We talked about a couple of episodes ago. We did our top five desert island dinners, and my number one was the Philly cheesesteak and homemade chips at Troy's. Troy's cheesesteak in Withville, which is now gone. I had heard. I, I had heard. Now let me let me clarify here. I had heard. I was told that the reason that business went away is because the owner may have elected not to pay his taxes because you know, whatever reason. That's fine. Because we'll, fuck it. We'll talk. Well, that's a good idea. That, that's that's a great defense in court. So fuck court. I don't know if you, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here, Steve. Sorry, I just had to get those. I haven't yeah. said those two words back to back. So. I had to. Well, <laughs> bucket list check. Check. Um, I don't know a hundred percent. I don't know a hundred percent if that was the case, but that—that's what I was told. That was the information I was given. I don't care if it was true or not, and here's why I don't care. Troy's is back, Steve. That's right. We're doing a field trip. Troy's is back, and it's important that Troy's is back. Apparently, it's a little past Pulaski and Fairlawn. I'm, I'm stop in Pulaski. I'm 95% sure it's the, that it's the same people, same place. The menu looks the same. The fonts are the same. The interior looks the same. So I'm hoping it's the same people. I saw a picture of the sandwich. It looks the same. So I think we're going to go take a field trip and we're going to do a show on the road and we're going to go to Troy's and have this cheesesteak. I haven't had one in six or seven years. Steve, you've never had one from there. 
So never. So I think we all need to just just hop in the car and go down there. And no, we are not stopping in Pulaski because the only thing we're stopping for in Pulaski is going to watch minor league baseball. And the season's over. So screw it. Not going to do it. We're going to go. Pulaski. Well, I may have a little bit of a problem because this new place is in Fairlawn, which is, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 miles away from Blacksburg. So, um... I'm I'm probably going to get myself in a little bit of trouble, but that's okay. And one last thing before we take a break for just a minute is I've found my new favorite thing on YouTube. There there are not many political commentators that I will immediately just rush to hear what they have to say about issues, but one of my favorites in the world is Ben Shapiro. And he is not only brutally sarcastic and unspoken and unfiltered, but he's he's a young guy, he's a conservative, he's incredibly entertaining, and he's cert- a certifiable genius. Well, someone has taken, a, I don't know, a collection of a hundred or so of his best moments, probably more by now, and created a series of videos called Ben Shapiro Thug Life. <laughs> and if you've ever seen or listened to Ben Shapiro, you know that Thug Life is the last thing. Ben Shapiro, Steve, does not have a mixtape. No. He does not have a mixtape. Probably has never even said mixtape. If he has, he did it as a joke. (laughs) He certainly never listened to one, much less produced it, and he will tell you that. But he is a brilliant, brilliant guy. And someone's taking some of his best and most sarcastic moments and and angry moments and put them into these compilations. And they created a, a channel just called Ben Shapiro Thug Life. If you get time, go watch this video and this series of videos. They are absolutely hilarious. And that makes me think of some other things that were going on. And that's what we're going to talk about right after our break. Last night, there was a big debate on CNN. And it's not election season. And we've already had the presidential election. We don't have the midterm elections until 2018. So you didn't think we'd be having debates. Well, you're wrong. Because the GOP has decided to bring out their new tax plan. Now, my tax plan looks a whole lot different from the GOP plan or the Democratic plan. Okay? They look to- it's totally different. But there was going to be a debate about the GOP tax plan last night. And it was what I considered to be a debate mismatch between Ted Cruz, who was the leader of the debate team at Harvard during his time there. Yeah. And Bernie Sanders. Steve? Yeah. I'm just going to let this one happen. I hate Bernie Sanders. I was going to say, how, what do you think about Bernie Sanders? I think he's a piece of shit. That's simple. Basically. That's simple. Well, they had a debate last night, and it lasted for an hour and a half. And it went about the way that I figured it would go. And we're going to talk a little bit about that whenever we come back. We've also got some other news to talk about that will make you scratch your head, throw things at the television, any number of things. But we'll talk about that in Segment number two of episode seven of that's the other thing. Before we stop, I'm numbering these with three digits because I figure we're oh. going to do more than a hundred. And this is episode zero zero seven. It's double oh seven. This is the James Bond episode of Epi- of Apex Live. I didn't even intend it to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd run into problems like this whenever I was just n- numbering episodes. The, the episode names are bad enough. But we'll talk about Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. We'll talk about some dumb laws that are on the books. We'll talk about a story from Atlanta that makes me want to throw things at people. And uh, we'll also talk about our top five list and our top five 90s one-hit wonder songs. And that's coming up after the break on Episode 7 of Apex Live. (laughs) 
Welcome back to episode seven of Apex Live. I'm Brad. That's Steve. Little Rolling Stones to start it back out. I'm good with that. That's nice. I like it. I love the Stones. Talking a little bit of boxing during the break. What were you saying, Steve? Uh, Rigandell, I was looking on my Facebook, says that he's going to beat Lomachenko, and I have to disagree wholeheartedly with that. He's not going to win that fight. Uh, no. He is absolutely not going to win that fight. He's not. So let me tell you what's bugging me. First of all, we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit. We talked a lot about the Las Vegas thing yeah. in our last episode, mm-hmm. and all the things that didn't make sense. Where did the the security guard go? He's supposed to go do the interviews and disappears minutes before. He's gone for days. Resurfaces doing an interview with Ellen. What? What's going on with this? I, I, here's my money. I would throw up all over her face. My money is on this. I'm guessing he is. Well, they paid him, and, I guess, I guess so I, they didn't have to kill him? I guess I don't want to make everybody mad. He took the money so they I'm didn't guessing, have to seriously kill him? I'm guessing he was undocumented, and that plays a role in this somehow. Because people are going to start asking questions. Possibly. I'm guessing that's part of it. Um, so we had that news and all the stuff going on. There's still no clarity. There's still no answers on what happened in Las Vegas, and that's not terribly surprising. We all knew that was coming. Uh, we did get the news that Harvey Weinstein is one of the worst people in the world. Hey, Steve. Didn't we already know that? Hey, Steve, guess what? Huh? There are horrible people in Hollywood. I had no idea. I thought you had to be horrible to get there. It is a it is a dumpster fire of morality in yeah. in Hollywood. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Corey Feldman warned everybody by he named names. He talked about all of the situations he was put in. Talked oh, yeah. about the pedophiles. Talked about kids was on coke. Since the horrible he was like, abuse. What, Twelve or something yes. like that. He warned people. Courtney Love said verbatim, and and, and I know whenever I'm thinking about intelligent discourse on subject matter. I'm probably not going to go to Courtney Love, but she said never be alone with Harvey Weinstein. She's not a dumb woman, though. I mean, she plays the role, but she, you know... She just loves drugs. Yeah. And other things. But but she's not stupid. No, she's she's not a stupid woman. She's a talented woman, really. Okay, so... I think. So, there were warnings put out there. I'd smash her. She's dirty. (laughs) (laughs) So you had... (laughs) So you had all of these things being said, all all of these updates being thrown out there. And then, you, then it starts to dawn on you. They knew. This does not happen for all these years without somebody knowing. They knew. So what has been the mantra, what has been the battle cry of Hollywood for the last week, week and a half? Has it been about Harvey Weinstein? No, that's been on the back burner. No, they're still talking about the NRA. Yeah, you can't, uh, yeah. They're still talking. The NRA is what's important right now. The smoke and mirrors of the NRA. Why don't you deal with the fact that Harvey Weinstein is just the tip of the Hollywood iceberg and the garbage that goes on? You know, we've we've made jokes on here about the casting couch. Tip of something. Might not be an iceberg. We've talked about the casting couch and the... It's a real thing, man. I know it is. And look at what's happening. It's not an iceberg. It's like a big old... Now, here's the story. Devil-sided dildo or something. See, these are the things that never show up in my show notes. Yeah. Um, this is the story that it set me off so much whenever I read this. And I, maybe you've read it, but I doubt you have. This came out, I think, three days ago officially, and it may have been a little bit longer. An Atlanta hospital has blocked a father from donating I one of his kidneys to his two-year-old son because the father had a violation of his parole. <laughs> this is a two-year-old child, child yeah. and it is his 
two-year-old child. And you're telling me that because of a violation of parole regarding a firearm, that he's not going to be able to donate the kidney to his son. That kidney will corrupt that child. Someone... Considering they only share blood and all. I can't say what I was... I I was going to say something right there, but that could be... That could be a major problem, because I was suggesting maybe someone should... You know, show some disturbing action to prove the point about how bad this is. Go to Mexico, take your kid with you, and they will take your kid now. It may not go to your son, but it'll go somewhere. Well, we do know there's ice hockey there. <laughs> I, it is It is just beyond words to me, Steve. The Acapulco heat. That this... That, that was a show on USA Network. I know. Yes, it was. It's also a hockey team. <laughs> Straight out of the 90s. I didn't know it was a hockey team. It's not. <laughs> but but think about this. I just want you to get the reference. But just think about this. All right, if we're going to talk 90s TV shows on USA Network, I'm going Renegade 1. I'm going Pacific Blue number 2. Parker Lewis can't lose. Parker Lewis. Now, that was a Fox show. But didn't they put it they on re- USA? They replayed it a lot yeah. on, on USA okay. Network. But I'm yeah. going to go. I saw it on USA. I did too. I, I've got seasons one and two on DVD. Duckman. I like Duckman. Duckman was fun. Silk Stockings was a Stephen J. Cannell show. That was the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Acapulco Spank, Heat. Bank. Oh my gosh. I watched it for the plot, Steve. Yeah, me too. Um, the closest gosh. thing I got to point when I was that old. <laughs> What other shows? And I'll tell you this one. The fourth season, which was abysmal, of Airwolf was on USA Network Airwolf. in 1987. After it left CBS, season four was on Helicopter USA show, Network. Right? I loved Airwolf, yeah. man. One of my favorites. That's a whole other... I've never dreamed I would have to do a top five list of my favorite 90s USA Network shows. Although they've put out some good stuff in the last few years. You had I Monk, love Burn Notice. Burn Notice, yeah. Not Burn bad. Notice is one of the best shows ever made. USA Up All me. Night with Rhonda. I used what to was love her, that. What was her name? Rhonda. Rhonda something. I can't remember, but she was pretty hot back in the day, and she was probably close to 50 then. So she's probably 98 now. I'm not going to rest until I re- re- figure out what her name was. Rhonda, I feel like it starts with a G. USA. Oh, nice. Yes. I can't even do it so high pitched. Yeah. She's a typical high, high-pitched, big-chested blonde. <laughs> and we all love that. High pitch, big chested blonde. I think we've got our episode title, um, which which does not apply to either of us, by the way. Um, but it was Rhonda something. Rhonda starts with a G, maybe. We're gonna find out. Let's see. Steve's our research department, which is Steve, is already is already on top of this. R- oh gosh, she's kind of hot. Rhonda Shear. Rhonda Shear. That's it. And when she was younger, jeez. <laughs> She's freaking hot, dude. Well, that was the end of her talent, sadly. Um, I don't know how she we had a lot of talent. I don't know how we got to that point talking about the Atlanta hospital blocking a kidney transplant, but Steve, that makes me mad. That makes me really, really mad because it makes me think. Quite simply, th- this is what we're focused on right now. This is the most important thing we're dealing with in healthcare. We're not gonna. And I understand. Well, you know, that's what the rule says. Well, change the flipping rule. A two-year-old kid might die. Now, where where is any moral standing at that? And there, I guarantee you, there are a bunch of libtards that are pushing that. You know, pr- maybe so. Actually, no. That 
I don't know. That doesn't really sound like that would be it. That might be a GOP type thing. I don't know. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a bunch of apolitical, power-hungry morons who, it doesn't matter where they fall on the political spectrum, they just want to wield the power that they have. Because Because they, they don't get to wield their power saying yes. They can only wield their power saying no. There, uh, there's nothing that I can think of that man could have done to where that two-year-old child doesn't deserve a kidney. Does he there's have nothing I can think of. Does he have AIDS? No. If he doesn't. Okay. Then uh, give. The, then it's time to set up this donation. Uh-huh. Let's do it. That is – and I'll, I'll say this. It's not even – I'm not even going to say it's bad. I'm going to say that it's, it is criminal. Uh-huh. That it is – It's criminal. It is morally wrong to have allowed this to happen. How's that child endangerment? That's child endangerment to me. I mean, what is that? Is that attempted murder? I mean, you know that something's going to possibly save this child's life. I mean, kidneys. It's a pretty important part of your uh, your anatomy there. Well, it feels like to me right now. It feels like this is something that I should be able to talk about for about ten minutes, mm-hmm. and you should be able to talk about for ten minutes. I can't. I can't even come up with words to talk about how insulting and idiotic and dumb. morally wrong that this is. Doesn't but it, make any sense. But at least you can use this to kind of segue into another subject because we need some levity, some levity in this world. We don't have enough levity anymore. If there's one thing that happens in this world is that we have people who take everything too seriously and they take themselves too seriously. My four-year-old's like that. That dude's serious. <laughs> and Yeah, I was a serious. so serious, man. This may shock you, but I was a serious kid, too. I can see that. But this is what gets me, I think, more than anything else, is... We we turn everything into either either a crisis or an argument in this country, and it's a waste of life. Nobody can laugh anymore. It's a waste of life. Nobody can laugh anymore. And we talk about some serious stuff on here, but we let also it be need really to- serious though. You know, let it, if it affects you and it's serious, that's understandable. But if it doesn't, then shut the fuck up and grow live. up. Yeah. Just grow up. Just live. Grow up. Nobody lives anymore. Go find yourself a high pitched, big breasted blonde. Oh God. <laughs> Now, now uh, Stephanie's going to have to get some singing lessons in Dire Hair Blogs. We got one of them checked. <laughs> we got one of them checked. Well, use your imagination, She folks. got bit by a spider the other day, and her arm is swollen up. Bad. Wait a minute. So now she's got the infected tooth and the spider bite. Oh, she she got bit by a spider last year. Oh, good grief. And, I mean, you could see the two tiny little holes. That's creepy. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, and they gave her two shots. Um, she has cellulitis, but it's not hard you know, it's not filling up. It's not bad. Do you know what kind of spider it was? We, the bitter or just? I would not assume a recluse because there's no necrotizing tissue or anything like that. So no, no brown recluse, no. But black she widow. gets bit by spiders all the time, and I know that people say that you'll miss a diagnosis of a spider opposed to like a staph infection or this or that. I know the two. I'm familiar with both. And it sucks to see that she has a reaction like that to spider bites. So that blows. It does blow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because when you got a spider bite, there's no blowing going on. <laughs> None of that. Stranger, stranger. You know, if I have, I have a, I have a logo. But if I had another logo, it would just be me face palming. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. No blows with spider bites. No blows with spider bites. Well, these. Are, I feel like whenever I say that i need to put that on my phone for future use anytime something like that gets said i need to play the soundbite for the more you know public service announcement on nbc <laughs> Just, i feel like i learned something every time we converse and by the way people okay i know i'm a grammar freak i know yeah. i know it's a pet peeve it's okay though the word you're not the worst the word is converse it is not conversate no the word is converse. You converse with people. That's where 
the brand Converse tennis yeah. shoes came from. Yeah. You talk you, about these shoes. You don't wear Conversate tennis shoes. No, Converse. Okay. And by the way, you can also wear those shoes to play something other than tennis. We keep getting away from the story in Atlanta, but the reason why the story in Atlanta matters is because what what caused all that to happen was quite honestly a dumb law. And we have some dumb laws on the books. And there's a great website called dumblaws.com and it tracks all of these ridiculous pieces of legislation that are active in every state. It's got city ordinances. It's got different states. Sexual position, um, weight of farm animals you're allowed to still fornicate with. There are a lot of those. Is it still fornication if you marry the animal? That's the question. No, no. That's a logical question. It is. So we're just going to pick a state at random. I'd have to say no then. We're going to pick a state at random, and by random, I mean mean not at random, and we're just going to talk a little bit about their dumb laws. And I thought that would be a good idea, because there are a few states that you can automatically go to and think, okay, whatever they've got on the books, it's got to be good. However, with that in mind, we've picked the state of Tennessee. But when I decide, and I've got family in Tennessee, I've got a lot of history in Tennessee, and that's fine. But when I decided to pick Tennessee... I thought there's something we need to do first. I really enjoyed listening to Ashley's commentary as our Georgia correspondent. That's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. Well, since we picked Tennessee, I think we have no choice. Let's listen to it again. Tennessee. Hiya. Uh, my name is Ashley and uh, longtime listener, first time caller. Brad will get that. Anyway, I do get that. Um, so I've been wondering what my first topic should be for the podcast. And as I'm driving down 441 in the beautiful North Georgia mountains... It is beautiful, Sue. It occurred to me what I agree. my topic needed to be. As, you know, like I said, driving along and this car just cuts me off. And I mean cuts me off. Like slamming on my brakes, almost rear-ending them. You can hear it building up, I think. And, you know, the first thing... Saw it just was happened. A big gold GT on the. And I'm grabbing today. the mic. That's right. And uh, I, I don't really say this often because I find it kind of offensive. Um, but uh, the first thing I thought was, "You fucking retard!" Like you. First of all, um, you can't drive for dick. <laughs> Second of all, you're a Georgia Tech fan, so that you know assures that you are really. Yeah, you have some issues. She wanted to say um, retarded. So then, yes, as much. I kind of give them the finger and slingshot around them, I notice a big AU on the window, back window, and I said, well, that definitely confirms that you are fucking retarded. Like, who in the hell is a fan of Georgia Tech, but also Auburn? Like, you're thinking, well, I'm a nerd and I go to technical engineering school, but I also like to fuck my cousin, so I like Auburn. <laughs> or they could just have been the Antichrist. Cousin like, um, fucking. I'm yes. pretty sure the Antichrist just cut me off. That's a major In there. traffic. Cousin but, fucking. Uh, but cousin yeah, fuckery. Um, Auburn sucks. Hate Auburn. Georgia Tech. Well, they're just... Who the hell cares about Georgia Tech? They're irrelevant. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. And, uh, gonna... Go ahead and give a shout out to Tennessee. You guys, you guys suck. There it is. And uh, that's 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 good. I, I'm proud of you. Maybe you guys will give Butch Jones an extension. Um, and also, here's a big go dogs. The game's about to start. 
So, uh, so yeah, sick them. Fuck Auburn. Bye. You know, you got to. Here's what I like most about all of that. I love the intensity. I love the passion. I love the hate because you can tell from beginning to end that is real, real, real hate. Yeah. Oh. Real hate. So that brings us to the subject, and, and it was the it was the hate of not just three schools, not just Georgia Tech, Auburn, and Tennessee. Those are three different states. Yeah, she didn't just hate you know? them because of its state. So just because of that, we could have picked. Obviously, we could have picked Georgia, but I'm not going to do that. We could have picked Tennessee, or we could have picked uh, we could have picked Alabama. And I, for some reason, I feel like Alabama might be fun. I'm sure. But we'll have to talk about Alabama a little later. Uh, We decided to go ahead and pick Tennessee because I'm familiar with Tennessee. So these are some of the idiotic laws that are on the books in in Tennessee. And if you don't believe these, you can find evidence of that. Steve, you've already already, uh, hinted at one of these. Giving and receiving oral sex is still prohibited by law. (laughs) (sighs) That's not a joke. I know. It's It's horrible. That's a, na- who, that's a who has the ability to tell you? That's a statewide crisis, Steve. <laughs> you can't have blowjobs. I here. will. I will not stand for this, or sit, or anything else. That is an outrage. Who would do anything for that? I think this may have been on the books for a while, but I do agree with it. I do agree with this law. Any person who participates in a duel may not hold any public office in the state. <laughs> I just I'm reading that now. Can I can I give you one? Thank God. Are you reading? Are you are you on the same? I'm on the same one. Okay, what you got? It's a crime to share your Netflix password in Tennessee. That is that is actually I remember when that one broke and it was they they were serious. You cannot share your Netflix password. And you know what I thought? Well, thank God, all crime has been solved in Tennessee. Because now we can get to the heart of the issues. Um, it's illegal to use a lasso to catch a fish. <laughs> okay. It's illegal. Now, listen closely to the semantics of this one. It is illegal to dare a child to purchase a beer. I dare you to buy me a beer. Now, you can command a child to get purchase a you a beer. beer. <laughs> you can command that child. You can trick that child. But you cannot dare that child to buy you a beer. I like this one. Um, skunks may not be carried into the state. That's probably. So if I kick a skunk into the state, is that okay? I don't know, but I'll tell you that. I'll tell you one thing: that state, parts of that state, some of it, some of it's beautiful. Parts of that state smells bad enough as it is. Surveyorville. Go to Memphis. Okay, yeah, Memphis is a butthole. Mem- <laughs> <laughs> it's a butthole. It sucks. <laughs> I could not put that any better. Memphis is a butthole. It is. Um, it's the butthole, of Tennessee. You know, because of the positioning of where it is in the state, it really kind of it is. is. Just like Welch is our butthole. Welch is our butthole. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't but, know the word butthole was going to be used so many times on this podcast, and it just got used again. <laughs> um, in Fayette County, Tennessee, you may not have more than five inoperable vehicles on a piece of property. No shooting cars? But here's my question about that. What, what if you're an auto repair shop? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Next on Hoarders. That was fun. (laughs) Hoarders, Tennessee. Uh, Any of those cars work? Yeah, if you put a battery in and an engine, sure they do. In Lenore County... 
Tennessee. When you pull up to a stop sign, you must fire a gun out the window to warn horse carriages that you're coming. I don't know about you. That one sounds. What's the carry law in that state? You know, I don't know what the carry law is, but if you could, this is what is so good about this to me. You could technically go and cite these in court for things. And just totally, like, get away with shit. And you could look at people and go, look, this legal precedent has been established, and our court system operates on precedent. You better hear me on this, because if not, I'm taking it to the appellate court, and I will take this to the Supreme Court, so give me some ammo and roll down that window. That is fantastic. In Lexington, Kentucky, I don't... Kentucky. In Lexington, Tennessee. By law. By law, Steve. This is on the books. Anyone who has been drinking is considered sober until he or she cannot hold on to the ground. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? What happens if there's grass? How can you hold on to something? Steve, you're talking about how Memphis is the butthole of Tennessee. Well, they're the idiots of Tennessee as well. In Memphis, it is illegal for frogs to croak after 11 p.m. Oh, damn them frogs. They don't listen to shit. It is also <laughs> it is also illegal for a woman to drive a car unless there is a man either running or walking in front of it, waving a red flag to warn approaching motorists and pedestrians. Hey, check this one. I know it's not Tennessee, but this is a West Virginia one. Oh, no. For each act of public swearing, a person shall be fined $1. Oh, my. We have a statewide swear jar? <laughs> swear jar. And we're still broke as shit. What the hell? We have a statewide swear jar, and we're still in a deficit, even with Dave Markert <laughs> living here. Yeah. I'm sorry. That is amazing. I just had to throw that in there. I, I just really wanted to see, because we were talking about loopholes. And I was like, well, let's see if I can get any uh, state law loopholes here. In Nashville, males may not be sexually aroused in public. If you get a boner, will they do put you in jail? I guess so. <laughs> guess there are no strip clubs there. And this is the, these are two of my favorites. And we'll we'll close with this, and then we'll get into the tax issue, and then we'll talk about our top five list. Better not get a boner in Nashville. I won't. That won't be a problem during the tax discussion. <laughs> I assure you. Uh, in Nashville, in order to play pinball, you have to be eighteen years old. Oh, damn pinballs, bringing them boys to the devil. How does that happen? <laughs> How does that happen? What was that law enacted, like 1852, the first pinball machine was yeah, out there? Prob- probably the 1950s, when people were spending too much time breaking curfew playing pinball. Damn pinball. Oh, it was Dan Fogelberg and their Pac-Man video games. <laughs> and in Oneida, Tennessee. Fogelberg. I-, I don't know how this one even happens. Maybe you can explain it, because I can't. In Oneida, Tennessee. An ordinance forbids anyone to sing the song, It Ain't Gonna Rain No More. Ain't gonna rain no more. Ain't gonna rain no more. What the heck? But they're afraid it's gonna not rain no more, or what? At what point do you have politicians walking into a city council meeting and saying, Hey! It ain't gonna rain do, no do, more. Do we have all right? We've uh, handled all of our old business. Do we have any new business? And you get that? You get the gavel pounded. Excuse me, Mister Mayor. We have a crisis on our hands. <laughs> What's that? We have people singing. It ain't gonna rain no more. <laughs> and we have not had rain for seven days. They're ruining this in the greater Oneida metropolitan area, and it is an outrage. And I blame Mister Jenkins down the street because he goes out here. He hums that song. It's like the, it's like the Bizarro rain dance, and we cannot have that. 
well, we need to get the legal system involved in that. What? Do they write you a ticket? Is that what we're doing here? The, these are the dumb laws we have, and, and it's the same people who created that law as the ones who created the law in Georgia that's not letting this father donate his kidney to his two-year-old son. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe that it's the same people, then you need to go back and listen to the absurdity of what we just read in Tennessee and understand that it's the same idiotic mindset that has that has started all this, and it it just... It just pisses me off. I'm going to go to Tennessee and try to get as many blowjobs as I can. <laughs> so I'm guessing this is civil disobedience yes. of some sort. Yeah, and I'm going to marry Stephanie so I can take her to Huntington and beat her on the courthouse steps on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. It's legal to do You're that. You're still looking at the site. Okay, read, Alderson, read it. Read it. Alderson, one may not walk a lion, tiger, or leopard. Even on a leash. So this is Alderson, West Virginia. Yep. Nicholas County. Okay. No member of the clergy is allowed to tell jokes or humorous stories from the pulpit during a church service. Well, I've been to a few church services where they tried, and believe me, they weren't still weren't breaking the law. Firemen, okay, in Huntington, firemen okay. may not whistle or flirt at any woman passing a firehouse. Huntington has its own problems without bringing that into the equation. Yeah, let's go shoot up. Sounds fun. No, thank you. No, I'm good. No, thanks. I'm full. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> last night was the the big debate on CNN between Senators Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders about the GOP tax plan. And we're not going to get too deep into it. I think we all know what's going to go on. Ted Cruz is going to talk about how we need to cut taxes for everybody across the board, which I agree with. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is going to... Let gonna, print more money. It doesn't matter. Bernie Sanders is going to rant and rave about how we need to make the rich pay their fair share because apparently paying 50% in taxes is somehow not a it's not fa- it's not a fair share for people to pay more to the government yeah. than it is than they pay than they get to keep for themselves that that is thievery of the highest order and nobody wants to say that but one thing that they, they don't represent me fuck them one thing that you're very big on yeah. Steve and I am as well is I'm not libertarian on a ton of issues but one that I'm very much a libertarian on is the issue of taxation and that's because the libertarian tax model is totally different from any of the others that are out there Republicans want to talk about how we need to we need to cut taxes on the upper bracket especially because they're the job producers and it'll trickle down it's trickle down economic of the Reagan era, yeah. and Ted Cruz presented a ton of numbers that show how effective that was. Bernie Sanders wants to get up and talk in his Vermont ac- accent about how the billionaires and the millionaires. Vermont over, sucks. Uh, Vermont does suck. And plus, look at what their look at what their state abbreviation is. VT. <laughs> Believe me, Vermont sucks. I'm not bringing my kids there. Nobody's babysitting my kids. Here, in here. So. They're going to talk about the same talking points over and over. And the, the model that I think is not explored enough and is not presented enough is the libertarian model. And, and we can talk about this more on a, on a more libertarian politics guided episode. But the libertarian model is one that – and you can elaborate on your thoughts on this as well. The libertarian tax model is abolish the 16th Amendment, get rid of the IRS – and be here, here. and be done with income taxes. Here, here. Now the knee jerk reaction to this every time is, well, taxes are the price you pay to live in a civilized society. No, taxes are the price that you pay to not go to jail 
because your government says you have to pay taxes. You're not going to be less civilized. That's absolute garbage. And and yes, we know it's the stereotypical response, the the canned response. What about our roads? It's always about the roads. Well, before the federal, before the Sixteenth Amendment, and before they started, there were roads. Before they were taking your money, we were running pretty well. Everything went okay. And initially, yes, income taxes were intended for the for only the top one percent, for only the wealthiest. And guess what happened? Eventually, they made everybody pay them because when government starts to grow, it grows out of control and terrible things the happen. The government is not a go- – it's a corporation. It is. Is what I see. They run things like a corporation that's shitty. They think they're doing a great job. You know, They think this micromanagement, this and that, paper will fix everything. They're t- so out of touch. I just it's it's ridiculous. I'm a conservative about a lot of things, and For on, sure. on social issues, I'm I'm, I'm a conservative across the board oh, on yeah. social issues. Okay, however, stay in your lane. However, when it comes to these types of things and how government should be run, I understand the basic precept that you cannot legislate morality. You cannot pass no, you laws can't. that make people obey them. Criminals and bad people and immoral people, by their very nature, ignore laws, ignore rules, and do not care. That's how this works. But you always have those people. You can't out. You can't outbreed those people. That's just part yes. of humankind. Well, you have to have a framework though that still does make things illegal. Okay, of course. you have to. You have to. There do has that to be punishment to for ridiculous. Yeah. You have to. And the question that always comes up for me is: Look, I, I am. I'm a big proponent when it comes to libertarianism on, on issues that aren't social issues directly linked to the preservation of innocent human life. When we're talking about libertarianism, I want the government this – is, this is basic libertarianism, and I believe it across the board. I want the government as far away from me as possible. I want, I want them involved as little as possible in my everyday life, no matter what is being done, what is being talked about. Stay away from me. And when you talk about getting rid of in- income taxes or instituting a fair tax where everybody pays 10 percent, you get rid of the IRS and everybody shuts up. Cool. You pay it on one form. I'm all for that. Sounds but good. The, the, the knee-jerk – and I hate knee-jerk reactions and blanket solutions. There's it's no the worst, thought. No thought process. It's the worst thing in the world. I hate it. The first thing that always comes up is, okay, what about all of the programs we have? Well, cut them. What about all the things that we need to do to make the government run? It's too big. How are they going to generate money? I have an answer for that. I have an answer for that. The government has never generated money. Well, you you can generate money and generate revenue as a government without taxing everyone's income into oblivion over and over. You you can make as many tax brackets as you want and try to call it fair. It's never fair. No. Okay? Of course It's not. never fair to take someone's money that they have earned. It's not right. Now, when it comes to generating revenue, this is what I believe, and you can you can offer a rebuttal. You can talk about this right in return. For sure. And I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I believe that the, the most fair taxation system that you can possibly have is a pure libertarian model that says we are going to have exclusively consumption tax. We're going to tax consumption, not income. Yeah. Okay, and that and and for those who don't understand that concept, this is what it means. It means we're not going to have a, a federal income tax. You're not going to have your check and look down and go, "Wait a minute, who are all these agencies around, and why are they getting my money?" When I, I've never even seen half of this stuff, the consumption tax says we're not going to tax your income. Instead, we're going to have a state sales tax, and we're going to have a federal sales tax. So instead of all the money coming out of your check automatically and basically turning your employer into a tax collector. Pretty much. And that's yeah. what they have done. Yeah, that's exactly. They're doing their job for somebody else. 100%. Instead of doing that, 
you're going to pay, let's say, an 8% sales tax on everything you do. That 8% goes to the government. And here's why that's fair. If you make $10 million a year running a company, playing a sport, as an entertainer, making movies, albums, whatever you do, yeah. if you want to go out and buy that $500,000 Rolls Royce and pay another 8% to the federal government because you bought it, that's fair. Yeah. If I want to go out and buy a candy bar for a dollar and pay an extra 8%, that's fair. Because I'm yeah. paying, exa- however much I'm paying out, it's tied directly to that. It also rewards savings. It rewards responsible behavior. That is a perfect idea. And I also think that once you do that, and then you allow individual states, I'm a big proponent of states' rights. Mm-hmm. Huge. Oh, for sure. I, I, yeah. I love states' rights. If you want to have a state that says, we're going to have a 3% state sales tax, and another state like, I don't know, California. Well, they're trying to generate more business that way. Well, in general, look at, look at a place like California that is almost insolvent at this point, <sighs> because they want to give every dime they can to everybody they can. We should just let them be annexed and just go away. I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. But if you get a state like that that says, well, we... We don't have the the federal government teat on which to suck anymore. Yeah. So we're not just going to have the Sorry. 8% sales tax for the feds. We're going to have a 25% value-added tax for the state. Do it. Do it. Do it there. But if you don't want to live under that, you can leave. You can go elsewhere. And that's going to build that, – that is the whole purpose at this point for having states. We have reached a point in this country now, there's virtually no point to having states state, anymore yeah. because the federal government decides literally everything that ever happens. If you get back to the foundation of states' rights and having a literal United States of America and a small, centralized government as intended by the Founding Fathers, and then you have the rest of the states underneath that that govern their place, their way, their rules, their reasoning – and then you're operating on what you're bringing in, that's the very definition of fiscal responsibility, of a balanced budget. I don't think we need a balanced budget. I think you need to spend less than what you make. We don't need a bunch of people that's never really had to worry about a budget balancing a budget. Well, look at, and look at that's that. the stupidest thing ever, balancing. They don't deserve to balance a budget. They don't know. They couldn't balance their checkbook, much no. less a multi-billion do, trillion no. dollar budget. You cannot balance something that big. Why is our goal too to, many moving parts? Why is our goal to balance the budget when we have a twenty trillion dollar debt? It's uh, we need to be spending balanced. Well, we need to be spending less than what's coming in, so we can be paying down the debt. It, th- these are simple concepts. One of the most immoral things on earth is leaving this much debt to be passed on over and over oh, with yeah. all the interest and all these other things. Now, I do like Dennis Miller's idea when he said, "Do we actually owe anybody this money? Screw them, don't pay." No, them. we don't. We don't owe anybody. That's that's fictional. I think but it's like screw them, don't pay them. And I thought, you know, that's a good, that's a pretty simple concept, but yeah. China owns half of it. And you, uh, you don't want to start a war with them based purely on numbers. Yeah, that'd be bad. But looking at it, Asia over, unite. Looking at done. it overall, how, how is this considered okay to just keep stacking all this money that, by the way, does not exist? We're no longer on the gold standard. It's all fake money. How do we keep doing this? And how do we keep stacking it and keep kicking the can down the road? on bloated, unnecessary programs that are basically rewarding people to take advantage of a system that exists. Because it's all false. That's all, all we're stuff, doing. All the stuff that's pressure that we believe is real and keeping it going, it's not real. No. It's, it's all fake. It's to keep every struggle going, to say this and that. I think it's all just to keep, them, keep you down overall. I mean, there's a lot of thought process going on with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And for it to actually be real, I mean, this printing of money, this everything should have collapsed a long time ago. Oh, you're here. You know, really. 
It has, and it's basically been kept rolling based on credit. All America is going to be good for it. But we already know that's not true. Well, of course it's not true. But no one's ever going to push the issue because they don't want to. They don't want to deal with our military if we're going to be totally honest about it. But I mean, it's just. I mean, it's it's all farce. I mean, if you don't have an, an economy or a, a, any kind of standard backing, what's considered paper? Well, it's all fake money. I mean, it's all. Just if it's fake. not, if the the concept is just fake. If it's not backed by a gold standard, the the reason you have paper money is because that paper represents Something. money that exists mm-hmm. somewhere else. When you get away from that, it's all theoretical. Oh yeah. Okay. It is people act like Bitcoin is is some amazing revolutionary yeah. idea because it's virtual money. Yeah. People, you've been spending the equivalent of monopoly money since the 1970s. Yeah. So this is not anything new. No. And that's why Bitcoin has been so successful. We already understand the concept. Oh yeah. We already get this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think if you have a consumption tax on federal and state levels, you're paying for what you're paying by virtue of spending. Mm-hmm. And it's fair to everyone because it's based on how much you're spending. If people want to be elaborate with what they're doing, if they want to spend just absurd amounts of money, well, it's their money. They made it. Let them spend it and yeah. let them get taxed for it. it. And everybody pays the exact same rate. And it's based on what they've got. If you want to, if you want to pay more taxes, be my guest. Okay. If, if this GOP tax plan goes through and a certain percent, you know, if, uh, a certain tax bracket has their tax percentage go down and you have people on the other side politically who decide, well, I think that those tax brackets are too low. Well, then by all means, send them an extra check for more tax dollars and give it to them. By all means, no one's stopping you. It's idiotic. Oh, yeah. To believe this. By the same token... There are ways to make a consumption tax work. Obviously, you can do state and federal sales mm-hmm. taxes. Something else that I think is, is a great idea, other people have talked about this too, look at all of these things that are offered right now on, especially state levels, that are free, also on, on federal levels. For instance, you go to the state park. We have a lot of state parks here in West Virginia. Oh, yeah. We go to the state park. You go in. It's free. Well, it's not free because the people who maintain them. I would pay a the fee. People who I'd work pay in three, four dollars. Well, to of go course. In. And look at what happens if instead of that being free because your tax dollars paid for it, you are now paying. You're consuming a service, right? If you're paying for that service, guess what happens? The budget that is being given to these entities is now more representative of what it actually takes to maintain them. Mm-hmm. You don't have overbloated salaries, which is another thing that people complain oh, yeah. about. The services are being IRS done. big with the, with the bloated salaries. I look at their jobs all the time, and they are all close to 100K. You can argue that's what they do best. They're all close to 100K. Well, there's a reason why if you ask people what are the, what are the jobs that you hate the most – what are the the people that you hate the most based on occupation? The IRS is always in the top five. Yeah, they're assholes. But but think about what, think about how that would work and how that's going to start cutting off all of that excess fat. You're trimming the fat from all of these things. The fat th- doesn't like to be trimmed. That's the one reason why nobody wants to do it, yeah, Steve. Because they're like, oh, but my buddy, blah blah blah. Are you saying that politics has a role in this? Are you saying that that somehow politicians and their cushy lifestyle is somehow going to fight back against you, this idea that we can make it more efficient? You think they're going to shit on themselves? I cannot. I, I hate. Obviously, I <laughs> cream hate. does not run right to the top in that category with those type of people. The worst of the worst get to where they're going to go. 
They're just they're lawyers, most of them. They're cutthroat. Well, and, and, they, and how do they do it? If you're a good person, you're not going to make it anywhere. I, I totally believe that. How do they do it? They do it by any means necessary. Uh, any means necessary. And and that's where we come full circle back to the laws. Good people don't work like that. That's true. And well, they work harder, but they don't work that way. It's the manner in which they work, and that's where we come back to that same idea. You can't legislate morality. You just cannot do it because people who behave in that way don't care what the law says and they don't care what moral standards are. They don't care what societal what societal standards are. They don't care about the mores of how we operate in this world are. It makes no difference to them. They're going to do whatever they got to do to get to where they want to be because they are one thing, Steve, and they are sociopaths because they know what that good talk that they have is not what they're practicing. If they get most of the vast majority to do what they C is right, then they can continue doing their bullshit. I'll probably attach a couple of sound clips to the end of this so people can hear some of the stuff going on in the debate. I may, I may not. Um, You can look up the the Ted Cruz-Bernie Sanders debate on YouTube. It was just posted in its entirety. It's about an hour and 23 minutes long. It was posted to YouTube earlier today, so you'll be able to find that. But looking at it as a whole, the one question I have for you, I I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. And and I think you're right. Do you think just just gut reaction? Do you think we will ever see a flat tax in our lifetime? No. And let me ask you a second question because it's tied in. Yeah. Do you think that we'll see Social Security? As in what regard? Us well, being able to receive I'm, that? I'm 35. You're 36. Right now, no. where we stand, no. do you think that whenever we get 25, 30 years down the road, do you think that we'll be, we'll be able to get Social Security the same way that people do now? No. Absolutely not. Because Social Security is, and this will make people mad, fine. I don't care. Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. Oh, of course it is. It's, it's, it is uh, the ultimate Ponzi scheme right now. It was set up uh, because people didn't have savings accounts to do these things. For you to pay into a program... To whenever you you know it's basically a retirement plan, but it was never meant to be your retirement. It was meant yeah. to be a supplement. It was never meant to be your retirement. But that's what it was pushed at. That's what. But yeah. it's turned into people's. Well, that's my retirement. Yeah. No, the intention was this was supposed to be a supplement that you paid into over time, mm-hmm. to be an addition to the the measures that you took to save for your retirement forever. That's true. Because it was not meant to replace. It was not meant to replace the things that you were supposed to save and basically basically cover your irresponsibility and your lack of foresight and your lack of planning and lack of desire to plan because everything has to be now. You have to have it now. I want yeah. this now. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and it's so much more than impatience. It's greed, and that's what's built, been built into our country forever, and it just drives me nuts. We could talk about it more, but it just it, it makes my head hurt when I think about what we have done. And this is not conservative. It's not liberal. Libertarian is the way to go on this because I want more liberty. I want more freedom. I want the government out of my life. I want it to be small and centralized and not invasive. And right now we have the most invasive government probably in all of the Western world. And that's saying a lot considering, and this is true, considering how many socialist governments there are in Europe that are in the Western world. And even with that in mind, we have a government that is this invasive in our everyday lives, and I cannot believe that we have allowed that to happen. Huh. Let's get to our top five list. Let's get back to the levity. Yeah, yeah. Let's, get, let's get back to the levity. You have your top five list of 90s one-hit wonder songs. People, if you've never heard these, you've got to go find them, because the 80s and 90s were great times for music, just like the 60s and 70s were, unlike the wasteland that it's turned into in about the last seven or eight years. <laughs> Garbage. And, and, you know, and, and I know that's, that's always the... The oft-cited 
sign of getting older is that you think everything contemporary is terrible. I don't think everything. I'm an open-minded person. I, I still think... I like new music. I like a lot of new music. But guess exactly. what? I also appreciate art. And I, I mean, this shit sucks. I don't think that everything contemporary is terrible. No. Um, but I also think there, are, uh, there have to be objective standards to what is good and what is not in our world. And most of what's being produced right now is formulaic garbage that cares more about how many beats per minute you have than the actual thought. As Dennis Miller once said, you, oftentimes opening the CD requires more thought than went into the writing of the music. Yeah. And it's just, it's just tripe. And you saw a lot more originality and, and, and thematic things. You still had theme albums coming out in the nineties. You, you certainly have very few of those now, but Steve, your nineties one hit wonders. What are your top five? Um, I like Eagle Eye Cherry Safe tonight. I play that wow. on my acoustic guitar okay. um, and sing it at the same time. Well, I Not think the greatest, but I think I we just, I think we just found out what we're going to have. Have on one of our field trips. That's right. Uh, Toadie's Possum Kingdom. Oh my god! You know that song though. Uh, I haven't thought about it since Clinton was in <coughs> office. Holy crap! Marcy Playground Sex and Candy. I liked that when I was a kid. That's a good song. That's a very good song, and it's one of those iconic songs from that time. Space Hog in the meantime. Okay. Space Hog, they have a lot of talent, but I'm actually putting six in here because I like two more. Okay. Stereo MCs Connected. Oh my gosh. It's a good song. That is awesome. Man, you went deep with this. Primitive Radio Gods standing outside a broken telephone booth with money in my hand. That is, it's such a long title, but that's a great song song. And a great music video, too. Yeah, really good song. Well, we've got a guest talk. Five. Our our Georgia correspondent Ashley has submitted her top five, and she sent this to me earlier today. We're recording on October nineteenth, on a Thursday, so she sent this to me earlier today. Here's her top five, Steve. I want to hear this. See what you think. <laughs> uh, these are in no particular. Am I still going to like her? These are in no particular order. <laughs> okay, I, you do like Ashley. She's one of my favorite Ashleys. Okay, besides my cousin Ashley. That's cool. Well, here's the deal. She's 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 my favorite. Ashley. I like I like Ashley's. I've never really had a problem with Ashley. That's kind of weird. You always see that on the list of of like crazy women and worse people. But yeah, yeah Ashley's great. She's a good girl. She's fantastic. Like, she's close enough to a guy. <laughs> she 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 doesn't look Steve, like a guy. But Steve, she has clarify. A, she Steve, has clarify. Person. She has, I respect her personality. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said I respected somebody's personality, but I, I was, just did. I was reaching for there's nothing funny down that road. I was reaching for <laughs> it. Nah, but you, you saved it. You saved it. Here's our top yes. five. And these are in no particular order, but let's see what you think, okay? Faith No More. Epic. Oh, yeah, I, that's a, I almost picked that. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, number four. Again, no particular order, but I'm still going five to one. Semisonic Closing Time. That's good. I like that. Number three, Marcy Playground, Sex and all Candy. All right. We all like that. That was We were like in that age yeah. of like, that song makes me feel weird. Terrific song. <laughs> Number two, Tonic, If You Could Only See. If You Could. Yeah, I know. That's a good song, too. Great song. Yeah. That, that came in late 90s. So it was just in before the ending. Their singer kind of looked like Louis C.K. a little bit, but younger. <laughs> Boy, that's true. <laughs> that is really true. And number one, Eagle Eye Cherry, Save Tonight. All right. Cool. That's a great pick. Okay, here's my t- here's my top five. You ready? Number five, The Freshman by The Verve Pipe. I had that on my list. Number four, I'm sensing a pattern. Marcy Playground, <laughs> Sex and Candy. We like candy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, number three, and this is one of, this is, 
I would put this in my top, probably in my top 10 90 songs, one hit wonders or not. Barely Breathing by Duncan Sheik. That's a good one. He actually did a lot of writing for uh, quite a few artists. That's what his main thing was. He did. He did some Broadway stuff. He's Lisa, still out there. He did most Lisa Loeb songs for yeah, her. He was a writer. He's still out there. He's still performing. He's good. Number two. Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. Oh, that's a good one, dude. I really oh, like that song. Yes. See? That's the best thing about doing lists like this is you can – it makes you start thinking of songs you haven't thought of. In, oh, I think about it. I, I played that years. song acoustically well, not, two, not three years ago. because yeah. we, we stay in those worlds. But oh, yeah. a lot of people haven't heard them in years. And number one, I think a lot of people forget that this is a – a 90 song because it's it's one of those that is just like they're it's timeless yeah and it'll stay with you forever bittersweet symphony by the verve i have that on here as well Ah. part of my top 10 Uh uh-huh so it almost made the cut huh that was actually number 10 and the verve pipes freshman number two okay i can verify this people i'm looking at his list i can read his writing i've been been folds on there brick Yep, House, Great of, House of Pain, Jump, ar- <laughs> jump Around. And okay, out of, we have listed 15 songs, and the one that is the outlier from all of them House is Jump Around by House jump of around. Pain. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, this one, this is probably the most ADHD episode that we've had yet. I and feel ADHD, dude, I feel like I've been not... You know, the other episodes we've done, I felt like we really accomplished something. I don't yeah. know if we accomplished anything outside of the top five list, but at least we had fun. Ah, we always accomplish something. <laughs> Just I mean. a friendly reminder, everybody. Just a friendly reminder. We want we want you to learn things. This is kind of like Full House. You get to the end and you have that moral of the story at the end of every episode. <laughs> oh, this is your moral. This, this is your moral moral of the story. I want you to remember this going forward in life. It's not just after you listen to this, but keep it with you forever. Betrayal never comes from your enemies. Keep your circle tight because you'll be surprised who are the ones that get you in the back. Enemies so, cannot betray you. So remember that betrayal never, never comes from your enemies. And uh, I think if you remember that, it'll serve you well. Steve, that one was a little crazy. Interesting. But it was fun. And we'll see you soon. Until then, I'm Brad. That's Steve. And this has been Apex Live. There's no way. Cause it's my show